Coming up on TMS, does your Johnson have a big head? It cost $8 to submit this title. Ibbit's own salad dressing. Raspberry teat milk. Headphone rotation flummoxation. Do androids smell of electric poop? Season one Riker hair. Overpay retro. Uber tangent ride. Don, who sometimes goes by Dong Wang, check your brain. <laughs> nice. We could just say goodbye. Does this AI make me look fat? Pretty, but not dangerous. Don't you forget about me with Amy. There's no crying in sports ball with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I didn't ask to be photographed. What did you say? Your face was asking. That's why I took the photo. We know they're in there, but we don't know where. The Morning Stream. Fish. Why the hell do they call you Fish. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm pretty sure that's Brian Ibbett. It sure smells like it. Oh, yep. well then, confirmation, he is who he says he is. Fantastic. It, uh, yeah, it, if it smells like a duck and walks like a duck, well, heck, it must be Brian Ibbett. Yep. Hello. And he pays eight, eight bucks a month. He's definitely verified. <laughs> that's right. I'm a uh, verified checkmark duck yeah. is what I'm going to be. No, yeah, I'm that's what paying. you want. I ain't uh, paying. I guess I'm just not going to be verified. You won't know if I'm the real Brian. Sorry, because mm, no. I'm not going to play that that game. Me neither. Not Elon. Playing it. I'm not playing it. You guys, are, if you already follow me, you already know who I am. So I'm pff, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'll it's just not, add a blue check mark to my photo, to my my avatar that I finally changed after uh, ten years of using uh, Brack. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. You changed that, and it threw me so hard. I'm sure it did. I'm don't. I'm sure it completely did. Yeah. I looked at that. And went. Who's replying? Oh my gosh, that's Brian replying with one of those <laughs> AI avatars he picked up, which are very cool, by the way. They are really cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a few in there that are like, "What the hell? That does not even that does not even look like me." There's some with like uh, copious amounts of head hair, like top of the head hair. Yeah. Uh, some that are very buff. Some that are extremely fat. Thank you very much, uh, AI generator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they really wanted to go some strange directions. I like your GTA, GTA. ones in particular. I thought those are really yeah, good. Yeah, the GTA ones are really good, yeah. Uh, chat room, I made a one of them, Brian, looks like he owns a, a conglomerate of salad dressings uh, companies. Yes. And so we pulled this one in. Let me pull this up here. So we made It's a like little... all natural uh, Brian of it vegetable oil or yeah. a saf- sunflower oil. <laughs> yeah, because look at him. He's so serious about the sunflowers and their ability to make a quality dressing. Uh, right. Plus, you have hair in that one, which I assume is. I have is... a lot of hair. I have like. Uh... You know, yeah, I, I assume know, like, I assume uh, that's from. Uh... Season one Riker hair is what I've got in that one. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> this other one here I'm putting up, uh, I, I, I'm a little concerned about. Here, I'll. I'll share it here so you can see what I'm sharing. Um, this is, and I think I sent this to you as well because I just am confused about it. But what do we got oh, on the yeah, side there? What right. do we got those two uh, phallic-looking deals happening? Yeah, those are supposed to be like uh, on my back, right? Like in like a thing that I can pull out and attack with. Yeah, like a but, we- uh, weapons. AI has decided that they're like somehow plugged into the front of my uh, outfit and. Uh, it's decided that my I'm wearing one glove that just happens to have two handholes in it. I, I can put in from either side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is so you can't <clears throat> you can't manage your 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 collar penis things. You have to that's have right. your hands yes. together. It's fantastic, I mean, really. It's amazing. It really is. It's almost like uh, that's like some sort of uh, 
handlebars for a for an alternate universe. Yeah, <laughs> Brian is. That's how you control a, him. A bottom bear or yeah. something like that. You want to control Brian? That's how you do it. You grab a hold of those and you go that's to right. town. Exactly. Yeah. So would you after doing it? This is Avatar. Let's see, Avatar. Avatar AI dot me dot yes. me. And it, did you? Uh, did, I paid you, 30 bucks for it. I feel like I got every penny worth out of those 30 bucks. Okay, that was my question. Is it worth yeah. the money? Sounds like it is. I think it is because I'm going to be I'm going to be using these avatars forever. I mean, this is what might prompt me to change my avatars a little more frequently on uh, all the different social media services I use. Why do you think but, it uh, why, why with the sunflowers so much? There's so many with sunflowers. What do you think that's about? It's like little patches of eight. Right, it's like here's eight with you and a sunflower and kind of a Mumford and Sons album cover design. Yeah. Here's uh, uh, let's see, let me pull up my list. There we go. Here's here's eight with you and sort of a weird Grand Theft Auto kind of thing going on. Here's eight with you and some sort of like uh, you're the uh, sun sunglasses wearing uh, proprietor of a. Uh, uh, life coaching uh, business. Yeah. Uh, now here is eight of you where you're kind of I don't know maybe Chris Angel all of a sudden. Oh yeah, you here's look like this statue version. Yeah, why are you stat? So you didn't choose any of this. It just says no, hey, no, here's no, your no. thing. Okay. Yeah, it just basically you know, and this is where I'm curious to see somebody else do this, um, because I want to see if they get you know same thing eight sunflower versions, eight Grand Theft Auto, or if it's like. If it has a, a, a selection of clusters that it can do, and it says, all right, for this one, we're going to do the superhero cluster yeah. or the uh, – because I saw one guy, the um, uh, Uncle Jesse, a 3D printer guy that I follow and, and just does amazing work, who ended up with like an Iron Man outfit with his head sticking out of it. It's like, hello, Avatar AI me. <laughs> Where the hell's my uh, superhero 8 pack? Yeah, no kidding. You fit the the – desired demographic for that why wouldn't you have that for sure yeah um some of these There's i so like your that king... i just don't understand like it doesn't know how to do a hat no like it doesn't know what hats are it struggles with hats uh your king henry the eighth one is pretty great though <laughs> the big collar and stuff yeah, there's there's like a weird hat one that i just posted like it's it couldn't decide if it was going to do a page boy hat or a uh fedora and it just said ah how about you're wearing uh the, the top of a mushroom on your head yeah i like the middle ages ones where you look like a bunch of peasants yeah that's pretty great yeah those are great Yeah, like there's one that's like a you know big hulking hodor looking version of me that's kind of cool actually and some of these straight up look like photos and they freak me out yeah like yeah, this toward down the bottom of the list here you start with, with a hat. The wispy white hair like the really weird oh yeah what is that about dude? i Look don't at that. know and i don't like it at all sir <laughs> i don't like it one bit yeah but then you go down the next row and you got a really cool hat one in the middle you look cool there I like that. yeah that one's pretty cool the side yeah. the side view one the hat's yeah. still kind of effed but you know and then the, down below that you're like a horrible russian general about ready some to sort of dictator with an x behind me yeah. and uh this little army one though where your head's I know. tiny like and your i'm standing big. on a block of cheese with a dog turd in front of me i don't know what's going on there is that uh, yeah what is that oh why am i short standing on a block of cheese it's like i'm a, a pawn yeah you there's will. a dog turd in front of me, clearly. Yeah, I think like, it is. It's got to be. Hear ye, hear ye. We have conquered the West, and we've retained their poo. Here's their poo. Right. And your little tiny Who man. Who did this? <laughs> Who did this? Who did it? 
It's amazing. All right. You know what? You've talked me into it. 30 bucks, totally worth it. Yeah. Nice I want to see your 30 and I want to see what you end up with. All right. I'm going to grab it today. I, I wish I had a, oh, I have 20% off my next door. I wonder if you can use that coupon. Oh, I bet I could. Or do, it, it's see. not a, like a give it to a friend though. It's probably your own account. Oh, it, it is. Yep. It's, it's, yep. It's using my email address. That makes a sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to see your, I want to see your hundred. Uh, I'm doing it. Plus. I'm doing it. I'm going to make it happen, cool. and then the world will cool. change once and for all. Uh, I got a I got a word of warning for people out there. Uh, do we have a warning? Let's see. I need a warning sound. Uh, warning! I, warning! Oh, that's pretty good. Actually, I probably do have one. <laughs> warning. Intruder okay. alert. Intruder alert. Okay, Stop the intruder. Here it is. Warning. Uh, see, I got one. Here it is. That's yeah. it. Warning. That was the one I was hoping for. A little uh, a little uh, Swiss Family or Space Family Robinson. <laughs> right. There. I think that's the one from the movie. Lost in Space. Warning. Yeah, that's yeah, the movie one. It's yeah. too good a sounding thing for the old TV show. But anyway, uh, here's a warning. Be careful with your patrons. And it's not here. TMS, you're safe. Everybody's good. No worries. Okay. All right. I totally effed up, though. So on stuff where you have weekly releases, we have a, we have a monthly yes. patron here, Patreon here at TMS. But for yeah. shows like Core and some other shows, I have, uh, it does, it builds per thing. per thing, per drop, right? Yes, so, per release, yeah. Right. We can't do that here because it's 16 episodes a month. It'd be ridiculous. Well, we could, um, but. Well, we, we could, but we're stupid and we didn't do it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in these other shows, I have four shows a month, uh, one every week. So we do those as drops and it works out great. No problem. People are used to it. Um, sure. however, on play retro for some dumb reason, I cannot figure out, I, I kind of want to blame somebody else, but I think it's just me. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I mean, I could blame Patreon, but I don't think it's their fault. Uh, you have to remember when you put the drop in there, you put the post in there, you have to choose charge for this post. And make oh, sure it's right. Okay, sure. Know, and then categorically, it has to be either public, patrons only, or some specific tier of the patrons. Yep. Well, I always do patrons only. That's by default. And then you have to click that charge for this. If you don't, there's no way to go back and fix it. If it's the same <laughs> month, you might be able to repost and delete the other one. And I think that might oh, work. Oh, sure. Delete the post. Yeah, sure. I'm not even sure that does work. But once the month rolls over, because you didn't know you did this when you did it. The month right. rolls over to a new month. You're shot. You're done. So you can't actually retroactively do anything. So I had to do a whole post explaining our dumb mistake. I So somehow, three of the four posts did not have charge for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So the whole point of the damn thing was kind of lost. And so what I did is I reached out to everybody with a post, and I said, look, we did. I screwed up. Uh, here's what I did, blah, blah, blah. And I think I worked out a plan where I can do two fake text posts mm. this month sure. and then the, the, it'll it'll do it retroactively which everybody in the post was said that's fine don't worry we understand you know it's no big everyone's been very nice about it yeah but just keep if you're one in one of these click the box okay that's what I'm saying to you is just check your interface every time you go through it make sure you click that damn thing and you're and you're good okay yeah oh my god so there's my advice yeah. Yep. Good. Good plan. Uh, uh, and people, you know, you guys do have control yourselves to say cap me at this much per month. Like, even if they release twelve things, I only want to pay a maximum of eight dollars or right. something. So right. And so. a lot of people do that, which is good for them. Yeah. It can ding you. And my well, we're going to eat one of them, so we're only going to do uh, two of the three mm-hmm. in retrospect and eat one of them because I just think that's 
It just feels like the right thing to do after effing up like that. So yeah. you got a deal for last month. If you're a Play Retro fan, of course, Dunaway, he's like, ah, don't be so hard on yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but this is this is dumb. This is really dumb. Right, right. I'll try not to be dumb last time. Eh. Uh, uh, here's what I also did last night. I decided that the way to relax, the new way, this is the new way. Sure. Tell me the new way, because I, I, I wasn't even sure really of the old way to relax, but okay. All I right. know. That's the hard part is what truly is the way to relax. Well, I found it. <laughs> uh, subscribe to my newsletter and check out my monthly uh, bo- uh, mystery box, because what I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. Okay. Here's all what right. you do. You send your daughter. I feel like I should sit down for this. All right. <laughs> you send your daughter to Reykjavik, Iceland. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then her dog, who is used to hanging out with her all the time cloms onto you and thinks you're the new version of hanging it hanging on to all the time Aww. yeah that's pretty good and so what you do like a weighted blanket you have a weimariner that weighs i don't know what she weighs 80 pounds or something uh-huh have her lay on you while you watch old episodes of the transformers cartoon sounds like the perfect way to relax yeah. i like that yeah it worked real well and uh i'm gonna do it again tonight <laughs> <It really laughs> while you were doing that i was uh Lifting people across town, across like uh, both ways across Denver, one way back and one way out, and then the other way back. I picked up, you know, I'm not going to give away any names or anything because I don't want to, uh, uh, like blow somebody's HIPAA or something like that. I know that's not what it is, people. Save your emails. Mm. But uh, picked up a lovely, who I thought was a young girl at a um, a mental health facility that I that I that. Uh, is adjacent to the hospital that Tina's parents used to work at. So I know of this, this facility very well, not because I was ever a resident there, although a lot of people probably would argue that I probably belong there, Mm. but uh, anyway, picked her up and took her 45 minutes across to the uh, complete other side of Denver into like farmland territory. And uh, she was the sweetest ride but boy, howdy, was she full of the non sequiturs. It mm. was, uh, oh my gosh, I love your Stitch bobblehead. Florida has a drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that's not, yeah. and that's not a, uh, you know, that's not a, a uh, exaggeration. It was like that was an actual. Uh, she was shifting gears quick. She was shifting gears. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, she was super sweet. And uh, uh, if I could, if I could guarantee all my rides would be people like that, you know, people who are that friendly and sweet and uh, talkative and all that? I'd, I'd, you know, I'd give up everything and lift twenty four hours a day. Yeah, I'd never I'd leave. Know, you'd never leave the car. I get yeah, it. Exactly. Did the was it was the hospital on a giant hill, more of a cliff, and it was it? it looked like a, <laughs> no, it was no? not. Okay, all right. It was not. All right, that's no. bad. It's a bad movie. I don't recommend seeing it unless you like. <laughs> then I had another. I had a woman who uh, seriously laughed for ten minutes because during the ride, a friend of hers texted a photo to her of a t-shirt that said I didn't fart my butt blew you a kiss and she laughed in the back seat for 10 minutes about that t-shirt like she first told me the uh the, the text of the shirt, and then she just continued laughing about it for the next 10 minutes. I think if I got that text, I would probably, you know, have a little, <laughs> that's funny. You'd chuckle, sure, yeah. right, yeah. I think I would, I probably, well, I don't know, was there, um, uh, detect any weed, any weed going on in there? Yeah, I think there was, actually. Uh, I didn't, I, I uh, it wasn't in, uh, I didn't smell it on her, but she did go, <laughs> at one point, so. <laughs> weed makes everything funnier, is, what, yeah. is my understanding. Exactly. It's what I've been exactly. told. All right. When I when I took that gummy in Vegas, you were all pretty funny. You know? 
I felt yes. like you could have cracked me up for days had I let it. Anyway, uh, so there's that. So uh, the takeaway is this. Pick up uh, nice people from mental institutions and sleep under Correct. a dog or watch Transformers under a dog that's heavy both, and warm. Both good ways to spend your day. Yeah, I agree. Plus, I just love your... I love when you have a lift story, so... I do, too. I wish it was, you know, I wish it was a... a, a you know, a more exciting story, but I'll take it. You know what? I'll, I should be happy that it was a, a sweet story and not like a, Oh, you would believe the lift ride I had yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I gotta say like driving yesterday, 72 degrees outside, uh, beginning of November windows down at the beginning of November today, snow and rain coming, baby. Here yeah. it comes. We had snow last, yesterday and all morning and it's cold. It's like 30 degrees, 33 yeah. as for the high or 39 for the high today. 40-something for the high, 44 for the high for us. Lame. Uh, and then Saturday, back up to the 70s, everybody. Yep. Yep. It's <laughs> love, a lot. Love the uh, love the West. Love living yep. in the West. Living Scott. in the, the Rocky Mountains is you never know what you're going to get day to day. I don't know. I'm kind of in the mood for it, though. Make, can make yeah, soup. Yeah, I am, too. You know, we're going to have soup tonight. I like, this is the time that I like snow because it it's on the grass, it's in the trees, it's on the roofs. And it's not usually on the streets and the sidewalks. It's like, That's true. This is the ideal. Yeah, for whatever time. reason, the ground is still too warm, and it's like it's I ain't, I ain't having this yet. And it's yeah. cool. It's yeah. really cool looking. Like it really is. It's, it's almost like things are decorated or something. It's odd. It's an odd look. That's right. Yeah. Unlike uh, Charlize Theron's uh, movie characters, it's uh, pretty but not dangerous. Oh, I like where you what you did there. Yeah, see what I did there. Uh, Kim did. Kim decorated everything. We got a tree up. We got uh, all that stuff. It's all Christmas all the time in the Johnson house. So welcome to the, we're like Costco. We're just putting stuff out way too early. I was going to say, I think you're even, you might be even beating Target at this point. I, I think Target is, like. uh, you're not yeah. wrong. And she just loves it. She loves the feel of it and all that. We got, she got, she was all excited because she got some new lights for the front. And so she did all that. And then okay. the tree went up and I just know it makes, I know some people just think that's ridiculous, but you know, part of this is practical. Part of her is like, well, if I do it December 1st, then it's only yeah. up 30 days and then I'm tearing it down in 30 days. Sure. Oh, and so yeah. you just don't have any time with it. Like, it feels like a giant waste of your time. You got to have a little more time, you know, <laughs> and the baby, the three-year-old way into this. So he'll like it. And that's yeah. all she cares about. Oh, of course. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's all she wants to do is please that kid. Just totally yeah. fine. I'm, I'm in support of it. Uh, all right, real quick, we got a text here from a listener. I'd like to read to you right now, Brian, over the air. And it, it it's, okay. uh, let's see, is this, we got no name. This is Anonymous Sender. Hey, Scott and Brian, I recently measured my head to see what size of hat I needed. I've always known I had a big head, but damn, it came out to be 24.5 inches slash 62.60, uh, sorry, 62 and a quarter centimeters. That's a lot. That's a lot. I also found out the average men's head is 22.5 inches. So, how large are your noggins? And Scott, uh, what Under Armour hats do you purchase for your monstrous cranium? <laughs> cranium. He, needs, he needs a supplier. He needs a hat supplier, basically. He does. I'm wearing yeah. one today. I did this on purpose because yeah. I knew I was going to read this. And um, I have like seven of these hats, different colors and stuff. Some were given to me, some I bought. Um, uh-huh. I get them online just wherever. Anybody who sells uh, Under Armour has them. Yeah. Get them in Under Armour directly as well. And I don't have a way to measure my head, but I'm really curious what Brian's going to do here. But when yeah. I get these, when I buy these to answer his question, I just get the biggest they have, and it fits. So whatever that is, it fits. All right. Uh, 
Fix my headphones. Yeah, you're good. You're good. What the? What the? All right. (laughs) Twenty-three inches. Yeah, right there. So just a little bit over. uh, Oh, you can't even see that because the light. Twenty-three. See if I can fix my damn headphones. Yeah, that was weird. Those got all tangled up weird. There we go. I. Yeah, so 23 inches. I don't know how much I like the fact that these headphones do this whole, like, this is way too much turning for a headphone. Yeah, you don't need it. It doesn't need it, does it? like, turning 90 degrees out and then 90 degrees back, that's too much turning. Yeah, I don't get that. That flummoxes me why that's even a a feature. Because once it, like, if you're futzing around with your headphones and it gets into that twisted around area you need two hands to fix it and you can't you can't fix it with one hand like as you're doing something else yeah it's not very accessible for those as for those out there as with one you're hand doing something else ladies oh uh, oh so 23 inches so just a little bit uh larger than average which is the story of my life baby that's great though because you can buy hats normally and have no problem having them fit your Again. your head yeah I can't yeah. do it. Like, so masks. you don't have like a you don't have a tape measure you can no. run and get. Like, I should have thought of this when I put the text in here, and I didn't think about yeah. it. Yeah, I Come remembered on. to wear the hat, but didn't remember to bring a tape measurement. Can you text Kim and have her bring you a tape measure? You know what? That's a great idea. During the Amy segment, and then we'll uh... we're doing that right now. Hold yeah. on. All right. Uh, bring me a tape measure, please. And she'll do like. Uh, <laughs> She'll do like that Seinfeld where instead of the hot sauce I or the barbecue sauce I asked her to get, she'll bring down yeah. like a ruler or something. That's what'll happen. Right, of course. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that'll right. be great. Anyway, uh we'll 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 get you guys news on this in a second. But Under Armour makes hats that are big enough for my head. I can't find anyone else who has what they have. I've looked, I've tried. I've tried a million brands. They don't make hats for big headed people. And if Even I had those to guess plastic trucker hat, you have to have the the do you even have to like disconnect the plastic part that uh, the yeah, the and, and that's no good because it's hanging like that back there yeah, with no connection. Yeah. yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Um, I sometimes get lucky and can do the last single snap back sure. there. Sure, but even that's tight. So if I had to guess, I'm going to guess here before I she brings it, but I'm guessing I'm somewhere in the twenty five and a half to twenty six is my guess. Oh yeah, uh, Doctor Nikki says, "Does your hat have the uh, diameter on the label?" And then she corrected it to label, and oh. then she corrected it to label. Well, let's find out. Um, <laughs> and you want to be our science correspondent, Doctor yeah, Nikki? No kidding. Let's see. And you want to be our sheep <laughs> correspondent? How do you read? Where do you see? Oh, here we go. Uh, the ombre edition. Oh, well, there you go, right there. Uh, <laughs> That's so Seinfeldian right there. Well, now I don't know. It says everything. Okay, it has this entire. Let's let's create a. (laughs) It says this whole thing. Large hats for people. We'll call them the ombre. Ombre. That's that's totally Peterman. He would do that. Um, So this says. Oh, maybe it's on the bottom. Uh, Style. No, I don't care about style. Okay, well, here. This is confusing because they say. they say all these sizes and then just slashes between them. XL t- slash 2XL slash TG slash 2TG slash EG slash 2EG. Okay. They don't say which, which is all the different, which is all the different languages for XL and double XL. Like, uh, um, oh, I see. Okay. Mucho Grande or whatever the second <laughs> one was. Uh, uh, exclusive of Deformation Saup. <laughs> I can't. It, th- this doesn't say. Oh, here we go. Okay. Found it. 
Oh, but even this, okay. <laughs> even this just says XL slash double XL. So I don't, maybe that means okay. that's the yeah, range. So that, they don't, they don't, they don't have the inch size in there. They just go with the, uh, they just go with like their yeah, which is small, fine. medium, large, uh, XL, double XL. So when she brings that down, she'll get her text at some point and she'll bring that down. Yeah. We'll take a look yeah, at sounds it. Sounds good. We'll do it right here live on the show. Maybe yeah, Wendy will be here and she can uh, explain what, what the problems are associated with having a large well yes and all johnson's by the way all johnson's have big heads and oh really so wendy too yeah wendy has big head although carter has a relatively smallish head even though she's tall yeah and seems like she might have a bigger head but but taylor her sister who's tiny compared to her yeah has a bigger head than her it's weird our kid mike everything's effed heads are weird man (laughs) oh poor johnson women (laughs) yeah i know right how do they make it how do they survive do they deliver children with large heads (laughs) well the question will be answered soon enough before that though this it's time for the news and it's brought to you by it's brought. To, I thought we were doing Amy first, aren't we? Doing oh Amy? shit! I'm an idiot. Why am we not doing Amy first? The news is brought to you by Amy. <laughs> Who's first? Who's actually going to be first? <laughs> yeah. Why am I'm not? Um, my brain. Hold on. Let's do this. All big head. That, uh, big head doesn't mean perfect memory. By the that's way, that's right. Just so you know. It's uh, <laughs> all fun. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This is actually what I meant to do. This was a trick. This was to see if the yeah, audience it, is paying it worked, attention. It uh, succeeded. I passed. I passed the. Yeah, you did. You passed sure. the test. Yeah, and you yep. remain. You remain Galadriel and can just leave to the west now. Ah, uh, good. Like my avatar uh, appears to. Yeah, indeed. All right. Here's this now for real. It's time for Read This with Amy. Hi, Amy. I didn't forget about you. I just Hi. got confused. Hi. It's brought to you by Amy. Yep. I didn't forget about you. I just forgot. Yeah, I just totally forgot. <laughs> I even I have like, like... Wait, did I do something wrong? No, no. Bumper. Yeah. This is how it happened for Daryl, by the way. Just to let you know. Yeah, we started started slow, worked our way down, and eventually Daryl just disappeared. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Uh, we are going to talk about reading, though. Because Amy is an, uh, an aficionado in this in the area, she loves reading. She likes sharing her recommendations here with us on the show, and uh, you know, today should be no different than that. So, Amy, let's get to it. What do you want to What do you want to talk about today? Ooh, all right. Well, okay. So, as far as the head size thing, Chuck has the opposite problem for as you. Like he has a small head, mm. so like he has to find if he wants to get a hat, he can fit it too. He has to find one that's like children's uh... child size. Yeah, he can wear like children's sized. Uh, hats and sunglasses and stuff like that. Oh my is, gosh. That's what great. I like about really Chuck fun. is that he's very aerodynamic. It's true. Yes. You could run him through a wind tunnel. No problem. He wouldn't have any resistance. He makes him a good cyclist, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is definitely built for cycling. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And Chuck, you should check your email because Ch- uh, uh, Scott, you should check your email <laughs> because Chuck sent you a an email that you will find hilariously funny. Oh, um, I will so, check that. And, I'll look it up while it, we're here, I guess. And yes, see. You just, it, it, it might it might be good fare for the show, but you know, I'll let you be the judge. There. All right. Wow. Where, where did he send? Yeah. Do you know which, which thing he sent it to? Which? Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe um, he texted it. Did he you do said the text he thing. Emailed it to you, but mm. I don't know. Anyway, All yeah, right. he he had a funny experience at a doctor's office the other day that he thought you would think was very funny. I bet so. I I bet I will. So I'm going to find this uh, somehow, one way or the other. But uh, you know, while we talk today, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure. While it's here. we talk, I will text him and find out where he sent it, and then you know, 
perhaps by the end of my segment, I'll know. All right. But uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, I had a question that has nothing to do with the book at all, but then I promise we'll get to the book. Okay. So I've started watching Westworld, right? I know I realize okay. I'm late to the party, but I'm mm. really enjoying it. But I had a thought last night while I was watching it and I was like, okay, so they've gone out of their way to make this like really realistic old West experience. Do you think it smells like the old West? Um, that's a great question. Like, Do they have like a equivalent of smell-o-vision there, like to help enhance the experience and make it feel like you're in the? It would, would have to, right? The I mean, gritty old got, west. Uh, yeah, yeah. All those horses and and uh, you know the electronic horse plop. I'm sure it's got a, a smell. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that that would maintain the. Um, you know the the the, the experience, imagine, the experience right. right? I think I, so. Yes, I'm going to say yes. Everything stinks. Yeah, and well, then like you know, Maeve and her girls are probably not. They don't probably smell very good. Oh no, they probably reek. <laughs> I don't think they smell very good. No. Wow. Okay. No. I see um, where we're going with this. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying because like you know, deodorant wasn't a thing then or anything, and they spend a lot of time kind of sweaty. So you know, I I agree. <laughs> But that was That's part of the experience, it. right? That was part of the experience. And mm-hmm. so you want, you know, I mean, I always assume Ed Harris in real life probably smells like sandalwood or something. Um, yeah, but but in the you show, know, when you go to when you go to the Star Wars area of Disneyland, you know, it may look like you're drinking <laughs> milk out of a walrus's teat, but really it tastes like raspberries. So I think there's probably like they probably stop at at uh, the initial. <laughs> experience I don't yeah. know I don't know that's either. what I was wondering yeah. I was like where do they draw the line if you're if you're design if you're Anthony Hopkins right, right. Like, yeah. where do you yeah. draw the line between Spoiler. I want my <laughs> well, I mean, for the first episode. Yeah, I no, I'm so. kidding. Spoiler. I'm kidding. Yes. There's a spoiler later, um, but we would be spoiling you. So I won't do oh, that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, where do you draw the line between making it hyper realistic and have like, the the guests having an right. enjoyable experience? I think you know. You know I think yeah. like like you know with with uh, casinos that do the pumpkin smells. I think, but Disneyland's probably the best comparison, right? Because when you go there and you go to um, Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got all the the uh, the frills and leather and all that stuff there. But thankfully, you don't get all the other crap that that you know. Deal, you don't have to watch your step when you're walking through Frontierland. You don't. Right. You yeah. know, you're not going to get uh, ambushed uh, walking through Frontierland. So it's like it. You know, they've got to stop at some point to where the guests still feel like they're having a good time, but still being within that. That um, which is the whole true, plot, true though, right? It's the whole plot yeah, ends right. up being, "Hey, this is like the real thing." Wait, right. I thought the bullets were fake. Oh no, shit! Fly, we're <laughs> all screwed now because the robots are shooting real bullets. You know, like it's starting to. I don't know how deep you are into the show, but that's kind of. I, the point I'm of like it. four episodes yeah. in, so yeah. yeah. Like, but uh, yeah. I think um, I think if I was guessing, that the, the one of the concepts of the show and the old movie, for that matter, is that very rich people can afford this and nobody else. So it's mm-hmm. not like a mm-hmm. regular people can't go to this quote unquote theme park and enjoy themselves. People with tons of money do. So when you spend, I don't know, 20 grand or whatever the equivalent is in their world to, to go and experience Westworld, you probably demand, you demand the, the authenticness of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. then also I bet there's ways I'll bet. I mean, this is all world building stuff that they don't actually explain, but I'm, I'm guessing there's ways to tweak stuff to fit certain guests. So it's like, 
Sure. He wants it more hardcore. So we're going to, his version of. of you want to go day. to the other uh, whorehouse, which is uh, on, uh, <laughs> on Mulberry <laughs> Avenue and not the one on Main Street. Yeah. I need to catch yeah, up on that show. I'm behind. You this want season. the Caterpillar Cat House, not the, uh, not the Mariposa Cat House. No. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. No. Did you get to this part where. Um, uh, Palo from Lost is walking through town, blowing everything up, and they played that awesome cover of uh, the Rolling Stones song. Can't think of the song now. Yes, uh, yeah, the, the painted black, painted black. Painted black. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is such a rad. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I freaking love it. That's that such a great soundtrack. That I wish they would have done more of those. But yeah. there's like the newer seasons have less of that. It's less. Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah. I don't know why they could have done more, but. That was Paolo from Lost. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, because I think of him as the the beautiful oh, man in Love Actually. Oh, who, even another oh, one. Sure. <laughs> What's her name? Oh, I, I every year I yell at her and I'm like, don't answer the phone. Just oh, Julia, like, Julian, not Julianne Moore. Uh, no, but uh, uh, Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Yeah. 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 yeah, I yell at her every year. I'm like, listen to the beautiful man in your bed. Exactly. Don't yes. Answer but she amazing that you wouldn't think of uh, uh, Paolo from Lost because you know he was in uh, one like featured in one whole episode and like in the background of four other episodes. No, it's 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 weird that we think of him that way. I we should more think of him as Xerxes in Three Hundred. He's Xerxes, the bad guy. Um, oh right, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's the he's I, the one that gets a have- spear past his face. You should watch Three Hundred, Amy. It's great. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why the heck I, haven't we? I want lots we of naked men. Westworld? Yeah. Yeah. I thought we did do. No, we didn't do Westworld yet. We didn't yet. do Westworld or Future World, and we really, really need to. Yeah. And it's on. Uh, you can watch Westworld, the 1973 Yul Brenner film, on HBO Max oh, right well, now. You know, we're bad film sackers for not noticing that before. We got to get. Guess that what in I'm there. adding? Guess what I'm just putting right in the. In the spreadsheet, shove right it now. in, put it in right move, after moving Catwoman. Yeah, move Catwoman. <laughs> uh, leave uh, Arnold here for this week, and then do it next week. Let's do that. What are yeah. we waiting for? There's no reason to wait. There's no reason to wait. And we're doing True Lies. True Lies stays. Yeah, we're but, doing True uh, Lies. Yeah, we're moving Fire in the Sky down a little bit. Oh, because he's got all the Christmas stuff in here. Well, sorry, Randy. Yeah, he can wait. You're gonna. Yeah, sorry. He'll sorry, be fine. Randy. Don't worry about sorry. it. We're not. No one's in charge of the list. We all get to poke around. It's fine. Yep, exactly. Um, hey, uh, all right. Well, we're not the boss of our list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I found his email. Should I read his email real quick? Oh, you found it. Yeah. Yes. So yes. the reason yes. I couldn't find it is because I actually replied and forgot I replied to it. So I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, he says, Scott, I thought you'd appreciate this. I had an appointment with a urologist in a building with three urology practices, and this sign was out front with a name like Dong Dong Wang. Uh, how could he decide not to go into urology? Um, yeah, and that's his name, Dong Wang, MD. Aww. Yep. He says well, urology, yeah. but it says neurology on the thing. Yeah. So no, that's what it, that's what he was saying though. He's in a this doctor is in a building with three other urologists. So, yeah. Oh, gotcha. But the guy named Dong Wang <laughs> is a neurologist. I got it. <laughs> Maybe he felt yeah. like he had to. He had to avoid anything to do with like. You know, <laughs> any of that, and he had to do his own thing. Who knows? All right. Well, good uh, luck, Dong Wang. He amazing. sent me that the, the other day when he was there, and I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. You got to send that to Scott. Yeah. Dong Wang's a great so, name. I want to, yeah. if I ever change my name legally, it might be Dong Wang. I like it a lot. Anyway. Uh, and Claire, like, yeah, that's what that's what Chuck and I were afraid of. That's why we just sent it to Scott. We're like, we're. 
I mean, that it is actually his name. I mean, yeah, it's his name. Uh, he has a sign with his name on it. You know, yeah, there he is. And, and I, so if 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 we are being racist there, I I I do I apologize. So well, there's dongs and we were, wings. We no, I it's, yeah. I don't think it's racist. I think it's funny. Uh, regardless. Well, it's funny coming from a guy whose last name is Johnson. Yeah, see? See? Right. Yeah, see? <laughs> and, yeah. That, and, that, and it's like, a, well, I can say that because my last name is Johnson. Yeah, that's how I get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's talk about your book. Yeah. Tell yeah, me what okay. you brought. So, uh, <clears throat> um, yes, yeah, so I sent you a clip. Um, go ahead and set this one. I will, I will just set this one up by saying I devoured this book in like three days so it was i just i couldn't stop listening to this book so yeah oh wow all right well let's find out how good it can be here we go it would be a relief to escape into the world of nintendo for a while but the game room was not empty a boy was playing super mario brothers sadie determined he was a sick kid and not a sibling or a visitor like herself he was wearing pajamas in the middle of the day a pair of crutches rested on the floor beside his chair and his left foot was surrounded by a medieval-looking cage-like contraption. She estimated the boy was her age, 11 or a little older. He had tangled curly black hair, a puggish nose, glasses, a cartoonishly round head. In Sadie's art class at school, she had been taught to draw by breaking things down into basic shapes. To depict this boy, she would have needed mainly circles. She sat on the floor next to him and watched him play. He was skilled. At the end of the level, he could make Mario land at the top of the flagpole, something Sadie had never mastered. Although Sadie liked to be the player, there was a pleasure to watching someone who was a dexterous player. It was like watching a dance. He never looked over at her. Indeed, he didn't seem to notice she was there. He cleared the first boss battle, and the words but our princess is in another castle, appeared on the screen. Without looking over at her, he said, you want to play the rest of this life? Oh, interesting. I have no idea what this is, but I, 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 like, the, I like the discussion so but far. I love, the, yeah, I love the Nintendo talk. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So this book is called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And it is fantastic. I Wait, am I still there? Yeah. Are you still there? Okay, we're still good. Here. It just got really quiet all of a sudden. Well, we're, like, we're, we're listening to you. Room noise went away. It was mm. very oh. quiet. Okay, so sorry about that. So, yeah, um, yeah it's called <laughs> Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And it's really, really good. So these two main characters, Sam and Sadie, it follows them through, you know, 30 years of their lives. And they become, <clears throat> excuse me, they become game designers together. So the backdrop for the story is them uh, designing really rich video games. Um, but I just loved, I loved that clip because it ends with, you want to play the rest of this life? Mm. You know, and, yeah. oh. I, and I will say this about this book. Not a word is wasted there's not a single word or image or anything that's there accidentally it's or incidentally it's all there on purpose and the story is told non-linearly so you can pick up 
for example, I'll I'll tell you, I got about halfway through listening to the audiobook and Chuck and I had to go on like a little road trip, mini road trip on Sunday. And I said, Hey, can we listen to the audiobook that I was listening to? And he's like, Well, I don't want to start in the middle. I said, That's fine. I'll I'll start it over with you. Mm. Well, and uh that's love right there. Yeah. Well, I was enjoying the book so much, I was perfectly happy to do it. <laughs> and uh and I started noticing, oh, and, and I had to sit there and go, oh, that's a thing later. You know, <laughs> oh, oh, I you didn't, didn't know. You didn't audibly gonna... say that though, right? You like, No, uh, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I, I sat on it, but I was sitting there in my brain. I was like, oh, oh, neat. I noticed that that comes up later and I just picked up on it. Neat. Mm. You know, so, and there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of that. So she does not waste any words at all. And they're all. If you think it's significant, it probably is. It's it's really good. And like I say, it's told non-linearly and it's in a third person limited perspective, but it changes perspective based on which character we're focused on at the moment. And it's it's just it's really good. It's it like like all things, uh, the game development is just sort of the excuse for the story about the character, the relationships between the characters. But it's it's really good. And they're all very richly written characters. Nobody's completely flawless. Nobody's a, you know, a, nobody's terrible. Nobody's the villain. Well, I don't want to say that. There's one person in there that's absolutely loathsome. But nice. uh, aside from that, everybody is a a complex, three dimensional human sounding character, you know, and they're they're all likable and unlikable in different ways. What's the so, the title of it again? Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Gabriel Zevin. Uh, just check in availability. Of course, uh, you mentioned the audiobook, hardcover, Kindle, all of it. Uh, ooh, this is reviewed very well. Yes, it is. It is an excellent, excellent read. Like I said, I I devoured it over the course of. I probably, if I were sitting and reading it, I probably would have finished it in a day and a half mm. uh, because it was it was so good. But I was doing other things and listening to the audiobook. And as you heard, she has. She has a little bit of a slow, the narrator has a little bit of a slow pace. So I was kind of at her mercy, but I can't, I can't do the thing. We've talked about that before. I can't do the speedy up thing. Is it based on an actual true story or something? Because it's the way the, all the descriptions read, it doesn't sound like fiction, but I think this is listed in the fiction category, right? It is. It's a novel, but I think there, I think she's borrowing from some uh, actual true things and probably some probably some characters and there are based on some people that you've that she has met before in her life uh so which i think all authors do that but yeah it it rings very true and it's it's just a great read i definitely recommend it tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is uh borrowed from macbeth Oh okay. So oh okay. I wonder where that was from. That's from. Yes. Uh, probably a record for most tomorrows in a single book title. <laughs> <laughs> it might. It might well be. Yeah, yeah. it's um, impressive too. on its own, right? Uh, well, this event looks fantastic. I'll definitely check it out. I haven't heard of it until now, so uh, clearly yeah, others it's great. have. And they they do a lot of talking about what goes into making a great video game. 
Uh, and so that those parts of it are really fun. It's like, oh, wow. You know, and they're they're coming at it from designers perspectives. Mm. Uh, they don't spend a lot of time. There's not a lot of techno babble or anything, but right. it's uh, it goes a lot into trying to create the richness of, a, of an experience of a video game. And what makes what makes games and playing so special? And that feels authentic yeah. to you in this book. Like it doesn't feel, um, you know, sometimes this stuff can be a nice backdrop, but the but the author doesn't actually know that much about it. Does this feel mm. like she knows what's up? Uh, oh yeah, she yeah. definitely. It, it did. It did feel very authentic because mm. you know they they talk they talk some about. Yeah, programming languages and things like that, but they mostly concentrate on the the game design. And they do they go into stuff like uh, little details in. Uh, the, there's one part where they talk about like the blood spatter in one game and how you could almost see the reflection of the character in the blood that was spattering. It was such a small thing, but it just gave such a rich detail sure. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it rings true for how I, I know I am not, I'm not an artistic programmer. I'm, you know, programming is just the way I make money, right. but it does ring true in that you can very easily get sucked down into the little bitty details. Mm. Uh, and I mean, you guys know this, you guys are artists, right? So you, mm. you, you understand like, Oh, I am, re- I really want to get this one little thing. Right. Like oh, yeah. this is, this is the, maybe nobody else in the world will ever even notice it, but I want this part of it to, to work. And that, that definitely rings true. So I think she definitely, did her research uh it it touches a little bit on because sadie is one of the main characters so it touches a little bit on uh you know how to how to navigate the waters of being a woman in game design and uh some of the more problematic aspects of that but yeah it's an excellent excellent read and i i recommend it i actually i think carter should read it because that's what i was thinking while i was reading it i was like oh cool it's a you know woman game designer and you know she's sure. super artistic and stuff i was like this is, this will be great for carter yeah sounds like so. something she'd love i'm gonna send i'm actually sending it to her in a text right now as we speak because cool, uh, cool. i don't know if she'll have time where she's at to, to do much with it but um yeah definitely seems seems cool might be a good audiobook for her to listen to on the plane back. When yeah, she, you know, exactly. You got 10 hours, pfft, do it. Yeah. Listen. <clears throat> Knocked it out. Uh, excellent. Well, Amy, it's always good to talk to you. And uh, we'll be doing this again next time. Uh, Red Fraggle yeah. 3, wherever you find her. She's everywhere. She's all places at once. Ooh. That's true. I'm working on trying to get on the, what is it, the the counter social thing? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They're Not a little overwhelmed at the moment. Um, I, they're they're getting a huge influx of of Twitter peeps over there, so uh, it's been a little hit and miss on just trying to log in. But um, I got in there no problem today. Seems to be okay cool. this morning. So cool. they're growing, they're scaling, they're trying to figure their crap out. And when I say they, it's literally like a dude and some people helping him. So oh wow, which I kind of like. Yeah, Sometimes actually. that's the best thing, right? I know like, for sure. I kind of love that. I love that it's not some big multinational huge public conglomerate company. yeah i don't want mm-hmm. that anyway uh we'll have a fantastic week and a good you weekend too. and all of that and tell chuck that small heads are okay it's fine <laughs> <laughs> bye now all righty uh Excellent. we are going to 
Let's see. How much time do we have? We have time for one story, I think. Let's do one news story. Yeah, sure. let's do it. Here we go, everybody. Play this again. <laughs> this time it really is time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Tad Pooler here, the Hajni in the chat room, with a re-release of a very personal book. An Addict's Child takes you through what it was like watching my mom fight her demons and me living through the abuse. I will take you through the early days before she was an addict, when we were homeless, living in the shelter, to when she was dealing and using cocaine. I fought through years of abuse from both her and my father. Now I'm here to tell my story. The ebook will be free from November 7th to November 8th, so go to tinyurl.com slash child of an addict, all lowercase, tinyurl.com slash child of an addict. Sounds really interesting. Do check that out. Um, yeah, sure. Also cathartic, probably for them. Probably. Oh, God, yeah. You have, sure. to, have to assume. Um, all right. Oh, real quick. Why this one? <laughs> this one avatar of you, you look like an angry fashion designer. Have you seen this? Yeah, one? right. The the one with me standing with the blur background and yeah. like the skinny coat. Yeah, this one's great. You look like you're just. I look like I'm going down the runway. Is what I look like. Yep. And you're just like, ah, oh, look at me in my fashion. Damn it, look at me. Totally is. Yes, my pea coat. I love um, you. your pea coat. <laughs> take it in. Take it all in. <laughs> take in my pea coat. Take in my pea coat. Uh, here's your one story we'll do today. Okay. Charges pending against an influencer, you know, YouTuber, yeah. uh, for hitting his golf ball uh, and losing his driver into the Grand Canyon. Uh, this forced National Park Service to ask a silly question. So basically, this guy was testing a rule. There's a rule that says, please do not golf into the into the canyon. <laughs> and he thought that is it really silly. a rule? I think that's I think that's actually what they're saying is. Do we really need to post a rule that says don't hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon? Well, it says, okay, so after knocking the ball into the Grand Canyon and appearing to lose her driver, an influencer who posted a video on the episode on the episode of a TikTok uh, thing, it's now been charged and has a court appearance pending. That led to National Park Service posting what apparently, uh, or appears to be, but is apparently a necessary question on social media. Do we really need to say, quote, don't hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon? Exactly. Like- uh, <laughs> Anyway, you know, do we do we have to make it a rule because you know people are stupid enough to do this without? Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. like you should have to, but maybe now they do. This is Apparently what they went they on do. to say. They yeah. said uh, on October 26th, an individual posted a video on her personal TikTok account uh, showing her hitting a golf ball and throwing a club into the canyon near Mother Point. Mother Point. I'm not sure which it is. Yeah. Uh, members of the public helped identify the individual social media account. On the 27th, the Grand Canyon Law Enforcement, ooh, those guys are probably scary, Yeah, uh, sure. identified, located, and contacted the individual responsible for the incident. Charges and a court appearance are now pending. She's probably in huge trouble, but it's not- and she the, should be. Yeah, I agree. You don't be doing yeah, that. Exactly. And number one, there could be people down there for Pete's sake, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, <sighs> Hikers and stuff, stuff, dude. They're going to get a golf ball to the Hikers, head. Hikers, uh, the rafters, like, you know. It's effed up. Don't and be doing that. And throwing the golf club into the canyon is just flat out just an ass move. That's the lame so. part, right? Or the lamest part. The lame, the lamest part, exactly. Yeah. And I hope they, uh, I know people get so flippant about what they can get away with online. I hope they exactly. throw whatever book exists at her. But I was doing it for the likes. For the lols, the likes, and the, the subscribes. Yeah. Me. For the subscribes. Lame. 
All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be amongst us, and we're going to talk about two things. We're going to follow up on our sleep plan for the week that we did since last Thursday. We'll see how our... Uh, well, <laughs> you mentioned you were trying to do it a little bit, too, so I didn't. I don't, I don't want to assume oh, anything, but it seemed that's like... That's true, you were, actually. I guess I, I didn't, but... <laughs> you said that thing I'm about... I'm the one having the weird dreams, though. Yeah, that's true. You're not so much a, a problem, but you were. you said something the other day about how you... Decided to go out and read or read or watch oh, something yeah, on the couch I, instead. I, I, yeah, but I've been yeah. We'll we'll talk about that because I have been doing that. Yeah, all right. So. so we'll see how that all fits in and how I did. And you guys, you might be surprised by what you find out. <laughs> so that's coming up. But we also have an yeah. email, so we'll get to all that in a minute. But before that, song, Brian, song, play song. Yeah, let's go to uh, Los Angeles for a uh, an LA based singer songwriter who goes by the name Derek Ted. I mean, he goes by that name. It might actually be his name, and if so. I love the fact that you got two first names, bro. Uh, he has a brand new album called Times Have Changed. He's going to be touring with Field Medic, so you might get a chance to uh, go see them in concert. And if something happens uh, on the tour, thank goodness he's got a Field Medic with him. Uh, he is a <laughs> Bay Area performer, but he's in L.A. now. And uh, this stuff is great. I, I listened to the whole album this morning, and I picked the title track. Here is the title track from Derek Ted's new album, Things Have Changed. In time with my 
just baby day by day It'll change It's okay It's okay be covered from eyebrow to foot in blood and urine and feces. Do you have any more Skittles? No. The Morning Stream. I need a corporal. You're it. Until you're dead or I find someone better. And we're back. Remind me who this cool L.A. band is once again. It's an L.A. artist, a guy by the name of Derek Ted from his brand new album called Things Have Changed. That is the title track. Nice. Yeah, just one guy, not a band. Band of one is what he is. Yeah, band of one. Can a band be one? Is that a deal or no? No. No. All right. I think a band uh, almost always has to be. No, not even almost always. A band always has to be more than one person. Yeah, because it's literally the definition of a A band band. of people. It's a not even in the music context. A band of robbers. A band of... <laughs> That's right. Band on the run. A band on the run. Just, it wasn't just Sailor Sam. Yeah, no, it's it was, a whole uh, band on the run. It was a whole band on the run. That we're, uh, well, we've learned something everyone. New. Well done. <laughs> hey, look who it is. My sister Wendy, uh, known to come here on Thursdays and talk about real people and their problems. An actual psychologist working in the world today. Hello, Wendy. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Glad here. Hey. Hello, Brian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're in a bathroom or something. Where are you today? Where? Okay. I just, uh, Discord asked me if I wanted to switch device or audio or something, and I said yes. I usually say no. Oh, that's why. It sounds like I'm in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So now, so you're on like a, a, a room mic or like a, like a, and it's fine. You can totally stay there. It doesn't matter. I don't want to be on a room mic. How do I get off? Well, you go to your Discord there. Uh, you go down to the very bottom left. You got a little user settings, little uh, little mm-hmm. gear there. This mm-hmm. is fun. It's like doing this with mom. You, oh, you yeah, click but on, I'm better. I'll, hey, you I'll are better. This. Yeah, Discord you're, microphone. You're, you're better than mom, no doubt. All right, so then you go to that, and you'll notice down under there's a whole section called app settings. Mm-hmm. You go three down there where it says voice and video. Do you see that? 
Have you done this professionally? No, I just do it all the time because I'm weird. Anyway, you click on voice <laughs> and video. And then in there, you got up top, you got your input device and your output device. And what you want is your input device to be whatever you, you mean it to be. So you click that and choose the one that it's not using. Uh, unless it is using the one you are using and maybe... Is that better? Yeah, it is better. Oh, yeah. Sounds much yeah, there better. There we go. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yeah, Look, it so only hard. took you one explanation. I am not my mother. Yeah, you did good. You did good. And and for the record, Discord buries crap. It's hard to find stuff. Yeah, so. they really did. That yeah. was nuts. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Wendy, how's, how's the size of your head? <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Kim brought me the thing. So Kim answer the question. Yeah. Oh, good. good so good, answer good. the question, Wendy. How big do you think your head is? Well, I, okay, this may come as a weird surprise, but I, for a while, was obsessed with the size of every family member's head mm. in Adam's family and my family because I was giving birth to giant-headed children. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his entire family have huge heads. My entire family has huge heads. I have a normal Gosh. size head. Oh, I thought you had a big one like me. No? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, I'm measuring it now. Here, hold on. Kim brought me a tape. You're like 23 inches, probably. 24? Uh, probably guess more, over 24. Because I can never find hats that fit me, but we're going to find out. Okay, 22 and a half, apparently, is the average. We are at... Yeah, I think I'm smaller Oh, Wendy was dead on. 24 exactly. Wow. Yeah. Well, then why are... That doesn't feel like that's that big. It's really not. I mean, it is a full two inch, two inch and a half bigger than the average. That's yeah. true. That's true. Boy, nobody hear this out of context, please. That'd be great. <laughs> um, yes, well, anyway, don't. Uh, or do. I don't know. Maybe that was a good thing. But anyway, so 24 inches, and I only wear these um, Under Armour hats because they're the only ones that seem to fit me. If anyone else out there listening is like, oh, I got a great source, let me know because there you go. I like a good hat. Anyway, let's get to the uh, deal here. Hey, Wendy, we're going to start with a follow-up, right? We're going to talk about how yes. uh, the bed thing went. Yeah. All right. So I decided to really do this hardcore the way yeah. you described it. Um, I think Brian dabbled, right, Brian? Uh, well, I dabbled. I mean, I've been doing the, the thing that uh, that I did, I've been doing for a while, which is if I wake up in the middle of the night, and that's my problem. It's not, boy, falling asleep, zonk, I'm out like a light. And I don't have weird yeah. dreams. I just zonk right out. Yeah. But I'll wake up at like three or four o'clock with like a backache from the way I've been laying and I just can't get comfortable and I can't fall back to sleep. So I just, you know, go in the other room and, and yes, bathe my eyes in the luscious blue light of an episode <laughs> of the love boat on my iPad. Nice. But, okay. uh, but usually it's like maybe half an hour, 45 minutes and I'm able to get back to bed and it's, and what I attribute it to is just my back is feeling better enough to where I can get back in bed and not have a, not have a, a weird back issue, which I think points more to a mattress problem than anything else uh, than, a, yeah. than a sleep issue. But uh, could be good mattresses uh, goes a long way. For could sure. we could we please get purple or one of those mattress companies that fits in a box as a sponsor so we can get some free mattresses up in this business? No kidding. Hey, mattress companies, Brian needs a mattress. Let's get this done. Yeah. Okay, can we get on this? All right. Exactly. Come on. Purple was anyway. uh, started in Provo, weirdly. Anyway. Oh, really? But anyway, so the, the thing I do and that I have been doing for a while is if I wake up, instead of just propping the, the iPad up on my chest while I'm laying in bed and watching something, I leave the room, I go to a different environment, watch something, then when I start feeling tired, I go back to bed. Interesting. Okay. And that's been and then working can you get for you. to sleep right away? Yeah, right away. Instantly. Okay. So let's be clear. Propping yourself up in a bed and watching something, you think your posture is any good? No, terrible. 
It's terrible. Yeah, no, that's, that's what, why I'm going to the couch. Yeah. Is why I'm doing that. I'm leaving the bedroom and I'm going into, a, in, yes. into the couch okay. and I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm like just wondering is if that was creating the problem too. Is that well, it's it makes my back feel better. Is uh, sitting uh, upright. Yeah. I see. Hundred percent. Hundred percent true of me. If I if I'm hunched down in bed trying to watch something, do something, draw something, whatever it is I'm doing, it my back pays for it the next day. Bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because really it's not meant me. to be doing that. Yeah. So here's okay. here's what I did every day. I did what you said. You okay. brush your teeth. You do your deal. You know, pee. Mm-hmm. I think is what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, and then, as soon as I sat there, I reminded myself I'd like to sit on the edge of the bed, and I said, "All right, this is it. You're not doing anything else after this. You're gonna lay down, and you're gonna go to sleep, or you can put your head down. You go to sleep. The lights are off. You're gonna be done." And I told Kim I was doing this, so she was all you know, all part of this, and. There were moments in the early days where I'd the, I'd look at my phone or look at my iPad or look at my you know Steam Deck or something and I'd go oh well, I could just grab that and there was still that tug right as soon as I sat down I'm like oh I could play a little Red Dead Redemption two tonight if I wanted to. <laughs> still felt that tug to sure, do it that, that urge the yes. urge was there that's a better term I like urge um, as opposed to a tug right as opposed to bed. a tug right before bed yes thank you. <laughs> So I said, so so that's what I did. I would ignore that or I'd put that in the back of my head and I would lay down and go for it. The only problem I experienced in the first couple of days was it took forever for me to fall asleep. Okay. And I think that's to be expected because, mm-hmm. again, usually I'm filling that time with something. Yeah. And, my, and I wasn't used to it. So I would just sort of sit there and kind of try to be present and do breathing exercises and clear my head and that sort of stuff. And it did, it did eventually work and it was no problem. Um, other than the night before Carter left, because I was just worried about her trip and, you know, just worrying yeah. for whatever reason, that was kind of a rough night where I couldn't sleep hardly at all. But for the rest of the week, I had way better sleep, uh, got up feeling better in the morning, and um, that was the third thing I was going to tell you. Uh, uh, oh, and I didn't, I didn't have wackadoo dreams that I remember. So I, I don't know if... You know, I'm ready to say that this solved it, but it sure did make a difference for a week. And maybe part of that is me placeboing myself into the new routine, you know, like really going for it and like every night thinking about it. And so that's contributing. And, and so maybe that's good or maybe that's just side effect. I don't know. But I didn't have weird dreams, especially the weird, weird ones. And if I had dreams at all, I would wake up and forget them immediately, which is rare for me. So. So yeah, I think that worked. At least initially, there's more, you know, a week is probably not enough. Probably need to keep at it, obviously. Well, and you described the 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 urge to do the thing. It's just, it was habituated, right? It's just the thing you did. And you can do it without thinking. I mean, driving, for example, right? Go drive somewhere. You've driven your whole life. Yeah. You can hardly remember how you got there. Yeah. Um, you did not have to think about all those things. It's muscle memory. It just comes naturally. That's what anything we ritualize will become. Right. And so you just ritualize certain things in your bed routine. And then if you take them out, your brain will prune those neurons eventually. And you'll start having that be the thing you do, which is lay down, go to sleep, lay down, go to sleep, right. <laughs> go to sleep. And then right. you just get more sleep. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the, here's the trick. And this is what's hard for most people is like you said, I, I had one of my children recently say to me, I don't know why you ever told me about the placebo effect. It's ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I was like, first of all, maybe I exposed you to a little early to the placebo effect, but uh, someone would have taught you eventually, okay? Yeah. Which is ultimately like having a hard time knowing if something is placebo or not. 
because you really want it to be effective. And I always just say, okay, if it's effective, does it matter? Mm-hmm. And they don't want to hear that. Right. But yeah. anyway, that idea of like, I don't know, maybe it's placebo, but you are, you point out something that matters, which is if you're consciously doing something until it becomes a habit, it's the thing you're going to make as a habit. I would, I would assume if you ask most people, what is, you know, what's one thing you would just love getting rid of? And they name a bad habit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so to, to switch a habit, you really have to give your brain enough time to prune the neurons it doesn't use anymore and build new ritual and body memory around the new habit. Mm. So if you just keep going, we will have some proof in the pudding. Um, and it will take less and less brain power to do it because you won't need so much reminding and structure to do a thing because it's now the new thing that you do. I, so I, why don't you do it for another month and then tell us if it's possible. Yeah, I'll keep at it. Um, cause I did, you know, I did wonder if it was better just cause I was thinking, thinking it better. Cause I can do that sometimes with stuff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to be, I don't know, like if I'm, if I'm in the right frame of mind, I can tell when I'm like really tense, Yeah. but it's hard. I'll, I'll know it, but it's hard to say, stop being tense and then have my body respond the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. But then there are times where I can really do it where I'm like, no, no, chill. And then I'll feel like a whole bunch of little micro muscles just go. Bleh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where if you, if you're able to get that complete blank mind focus and, and I do that thing that, uh, uh, the the therapy like you know the the stereotype therapy you you start at your toes and you flex and then release and you're uh-huh. focusing mm-hmm. on each individual muscle working up your body for whatever reason that actually works for me and and uh, yeah it to- does if and if you do it yeah. enough you get good at it and you can make it yeah. work every yeah. time and that's the hard uh-huh. part for me is remembering you know filling my head with other stuff yeah and I'm not actually noticing how tense I am or how you know unrelaxed sure. I am or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of going, okay, pull that car over there, buddy, and see what you got. Oh, that reminds me. I don't know if you heard about this, Wendy. No. This is a whole different topic, but I just wanted to bring it up because it reminded me of it. Pulling over well, a car. Okay, okay, hold on to it for one second. Let okay. me just say one final thing. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Systema- systemically and systematically training behaviors that you want, um, you guys are describing it perfectly, is that it just gets easier to do. It, it becomes, it takes less and less energy to do. And that's anything that's good for you. And you have to also remember any of the things you're doing that are not feeling great. You've also systematically trained, mm. right? Mm. You just didn't have to try very hard because you got so much dopamine. So it's really fun. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, you can do it either direction, but just know we are all animals yeah. <laughs> being trained. That's true. So you just, just decide what you want to train. That's it's all. just okay, good to know that it's true. like unlock the do- the old phrase about old dogs, new tricks. It's uh, yeah. that's hokey, right? You Teaching can, your old brain new new tricks. Yeah, yeah it's totally hokey. You all can right, learn new things forever. Good. Take that old dogs. All right. So here's <laughs> the thing I was going to tell you about, and then we'll get to our email. Uh, this is totally weird, but yesterday we get this news that um, part of the freeway got shut down. All three lanes got blocked on one of the directions because Mm -hmm. a truck had uh, jackknifed and overturned a big uh, semi with a load on it. And the details started to come out. The car that ran into it that caused it to wreck was a guy who was in the car and he was deceased. So, so some people thought, Oh, like, is it a heart attack or a stroke or like, what was the deal? They get into the car. He's got a gun right next to him and a gun shot to the head. Oh, geez. So it appears suicide. 
Mm-hmm. And he did it. If that's the case, he did it while driving on the road. And I guess what I'm asking is this is, again, like I said, whole other subject. But why would somebody who wants to check out maybe maybe this is true of like all like shooter types too that like shoot up schools mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't know. They have like kind of a death wish, but they want to go out in this blaze of glory or something. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you pull over to do your thing? Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah. part of me's like, why, man, why I take get it. people with you. Yeah, basically. you're I know you're having a horrible time, but why try to take half the freeway out with you because obviously once you do this, your car's going to swerve and everyone's doing 75 and you're all going to you know, you're going to tangle yeah. up. Thankfully, nobody else was severely hurt. Um and and it worked out okay, but you know, what what why? Why do people what why is that a thing with us that we want to we don't want to just check out. We want to check out and make sure everybody knows it, feels it, and then oftentimes hurts because of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the the mass shooter kind of thing explains some of that. I, I have a distinct memory of a guy in high school who talked about, you know, maybe I was a therapist early on now that I'm saying this. But anyway, just talked about like, you know, sometimes he thought about that. And if I'm going to end it all, I'm going to. I'm going to jump onto the stage um, from the rafters during a school assembly. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I remember thinking, so you need some attention. Is that what we're saying? Is that what's part of hard for you right now? And it's just a very adolescent sort of thought, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think what can happen is when folks get in those desperate situations, you know, they're they're the part of them that wants to die isn't, really the rational rational, save ourselves part. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it may just be conjuring up, you know, the other things that are a part of that. And so maybe that I need my ex-wife to know it needs to be on the news Mm. or some, you know, it could be a million different things, but it is usually a pretty immature impulse to that. Maybe you are not thinking through really you're harming other people and, or you are absolutely thinking I want as many people to be hurt by this because I'm so hurt. So yeah, yeah. There's probably a lot of explanations for that, but that is really sad. Yeah, horrible. it is sad. It was horrible. And the freeway was really bad for a long time. And so all, all anyone was talking about was how irritated they were about traffic. I'm like, I think this is just more stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. right. Anyway. The traffic um, isn't the big issue. Yeah. Yeah, not so much. Uh, <laughs> let's the main get, thing. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. let's get to this email. That was random. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, a little random. A whole <laughs> it just reminded me of the pullover. When some, either one of you said pull the car over. And I went, oh, that reminds me. Or maybe I said, I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> here's the inner your, mind of Scott Johnson, everybody. That's right. Take a look. Look hard. All right. Here's an email from an anonymous listener we're going to read real quick and talk about. Uh, dear Scarpa, Boreal, and Wildly Wonderful Wendy. <laughs> I like mine. Yeah, yours, nice. is, yours is good. Yeah, yours, yours is very good. That <laughs> is appropriate, you. all of that stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, it says, can you give me any pro tips on how to forgive people or just let things go? Example, I'm 47 years old, and I still find myself thinking about how a middle school sports ball coach embarrassed me in front of a whole team. I quit the team, never played sports ball again. He doesn't say which sport. He just says sports ball. It's probably because he called it sports ball. (laughs) Says I got onto loner sports like rock climbing, snowboarding and skateboarding. I am extreme or sorry. I am thrilled with how it all turned out since the new sports are my lifelong passions, but that rat bastard squished my sensitive 12 year old soul and I never figured out how to get over it. He says, by the way, in the sort of a PS, he says that coach passed away a few years ago. And uh, so I can't even contact him to tell him how it affected me. Um, Boy, that can go both ways. I had a very positive relationship with a teacher in junior high. 
that I absolutely love this guy. He set my life on a certain course. I really feel that way. And so when I tried to follow up and just tell him how important he was, I found out he had passed away. I hated that. I couldn't tell him. I hated that feeling. And so it must be, it's a different angle to have them be a a problem in your life and not be able to say anything. But I I guess I relate to it in that way. So anyway, what do you want to say to a 47-year-old, you know, sports kid who got who got a bad yeah. moment there at the coach. Yeah. So um, let's start with this. I think this is really relatable for oh, yeah. a lot of people. For sure. Um, mainly that something happened during middle school that had a, a big impact on your courage or your willingness to try new things or what was socially your 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 desire to to do something with groups of people versus yeah. going solo. Yeah. yeah exactly that's a, yeah and and also even just you know the newness of something or playing something for joy rather than skill or you know yeah. whatever mm-hmm. so um as you know i probably mentioned i am now coaching said 13 year olds 12 13 year olds in basketball um and we had our first practice last night and um I, I'm so I'm realizing like the absolute weird level of power you have as an adult in these moments. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is it's um, performance based, right? So mm-hmm. part of the developmentally sort of healthy, normal thing kids do as they grow older is they're figuring out if they're competent at something or not, right? That's a, that's right. a big developmental milestone. And so people need to have competency as they go along, to thrive. And if they don't, it's, it gets pretty problematic in lots of different ways. So here you take an adult who has the power to express whether you're valuable or not, or competent or not, or, you know, and even, you know, has their own issues. Cause you know, a 47 year old coach could now be coaching a bunch of 12 year olds and the cycle continues. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but just that idea of like, this is a really fragile moment developmentally for a lot of of kids and especially boys, um, yeah. if everyone, don't get me wrong, uh, especially boys in sports ball arenas. We'll say that. How about that? Sure. Um, sure. I think girls in sports ball arenas have similar challenges. Absolutely. But I think this is one of those places where, you know, the cool kids do this or they're deciding their, their rank and file in school or whatever it might be. And then here is an adult, um, embarrassing you in front of an entire team. Right. Right. Um, okay. So very relatable. Lots of people have had these different experiences. Maybe it was running the mile in gym, or maybe it was doing something really embarrassing in front of your peers and, or being teased or not knowing everyone's laughing at you. It could be a million things, right? So this thing, especially with an adult figure doing this thing, um, it's like kids have a lot of credit when they are messing with each other. But an adult doing it where there's a real power differential is, is particularly harsh. So first I want to normalize it for him, that he could have these feelings for this rat bastard. <laughs> and, and truly, if let's Rest say the peace. guy was alive, right? Rest his peace. So let's say if the guy was alive and he went to confront him, he is going to interact with a very different person than you know, the coach of his middle school year. Sure. Yeah. He's not going to um, walk in the room and go, Hey, you're that kid that threw the ball the wrong direction. <laughs> and like, it's yeah. not going to yeah. be like that. You're still the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he will have no memory. 
You'd have no memory of that happening, probably, right? Yeah. right. And that's the irony of most of these things. Is you when probably I wouldn't even people, remember it like a week later. You know, right, it's, just, right. it's just, you know, his coaching is like, no, nah, you silly kid. Which is part of the problem, exactly. right? That's part of the problem is they, they are yeah. flippant about it and kids internalize yeah. it so hard. So, And let's anyway. be clear, this is 35 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So 35 years ago, what emotional intelligence were we giving coaches to then give to kids? So I have spent probably 20 hours in training to become a coach. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot, let me say, but it's also really d- diving deep into understanding kids and how to work with them and how to focus on the right things and and not, you know, most kids, the, the stats are that most kids quit playing sports ball um, in some form at the age of 13. Mm. And it's the number one reason kids will give is it's not fun anymore. And I, and the number one reason most people think it's not fun anymore is because adults ruin everything, right? (laughs) They make it about winning and they make it about, so it's not growth mindset. It's fixed. It's you're good or you're not play hard or get out, you know, Mm -hmm. and versus I, I feel like there's been a big shift and we're trying, but there's a lot more training happening. I know that coach got zip training. I know it. I spent 20 hours just to be able to play with kids. <laughs> I can barely shoot a ball. Um, anyway, so it's a big deal now. But 35 years ago, for that's real, right? So, yeah. so let's take this experience and then let's just walk through biologically, psychologically what happened. And this is going to be true for anyone who's had something similar. Is someone in a power position uses social humiliation, maybe – just because he wanted to win a game because it's about him. Okay. Who knows his motives or whatever. favor with the other kids. Like, yeah, you know, be- oh, see what Billy did. Don't want to do that. And I'm just going to guess his 47 year old, maybe his back hurt and he was a little grumpy and tired or I don't know, whatever. There's something sure. going on. And regardless, what happens is you are a 12, 13, 14 year old kid and you're publicly humiliated about your competency your whole entire system is going to wire around that moment. Like, oh, we will never do that again. Mm -hmm. And so parts of him developed to say, yeah, guess what? Sports ball sucks. Never, never, never. So when we look at the stats and it's like 80% of kids stop playing sports after 12 or 13, do you think it might be related to social, like way more social awareness at that stage, right? Puberty, awkward, everyone's staring at me. And then the ample opportunities to not feel competent while learning a sport or playing a sport. Right. So, uh, developmentally problematic. Okay. So that happens. And, and any story anyone's thinking for themselves about something that they're having a hard time letting go of that happened when they were at that age, just think of it like you're a blank piece of paper and somebody wrote on it for the first time with a really ballpoint pens that are like make a dent in the paper. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that, like a hole got through. And so under all your years of life and maybe other competency and success um, and all that fun you're having playing those other sports and thriving as an individual, there's still this written on your blank paper, this like indentation from this moment, right? And that is because that is you got hurt. It was awful. You would never want to go through it again. So your whole system wires around and prevents you from ever being in another space like that. So quitting group sports is a way to do it. Um, still feeling like I want to move and be an athlete. So I'll find other ways to do it. Great. So all the different choices in your life, you know, can kind of, we could, we could not all of them, but right. You can kind of see like, Oh, that's the origin of quitting group sports. 
Um, and maybe it has had little to no impact and not that big a deal, but why is it still vivid? And what happens when I work with people, sometimes they're not, it's not as vivid. They can't just say, oh, middle school, this happened. Um, but we can eventually find it. And very, very often it's something that happened in middle school. Yeah. There's something um, about that, that, that age yeah. range where, you know, that I've talked about on the show before, but that coach, that little league soccer coach that when they were giving out, uh, trophies to everybody at the end of the season and the one guy said, and the one and the coach says, all right, Scott Johnson or Scotty, they would have called me. Well, at least he came to the games. Ha 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 ha. Everybody laughed. Yeah. And what he was saying is I was bad at the game, but I showed up. And right. that's the one where my brother Mark got all pissed because he was co uh, the co-coach or whatever, the assistant coach. And he got all pissed about it and tried to defend me. And uh, anyway, I remember all this so vividly. I was maybe nine or ten. Right. Like, I was such right. a little kid. But it was so that that screwed me for sports. I was done. That, that right. got me. And, and that's right there is an example of the awakening of your awareness developmentally eight, nine is when this really starts. You're more abstract thinking. Mm -hmm. It's like adults can be laughing at you and you now get that they're laughing and it's not just a cute little six, five-year-old dancing around and you think they're happy, mm -hmm. but you can, you're picking up, you know, developmentally your brain can do more around these ages. And then we get puberty. And I mean, it really is cruel if we just like list what it is. Everything feels wrong. <laughs> You're growing. You smell like nothing <laughs> is the same. Right. And you truly, the whole world, you feel like has a microscope staring at you. Yeah. yeah. And then you all go to school together. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. horrifying. You, you group up in the same horrible place with the same horrible lunch, uh, <laughs> with the you know, <laughs> with a bunch of adults who are overworked and underpaid. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, it's a seriously a trouble. recipe. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, so all that said, this this happened. So I want to get really specific about what he can do with it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe uh maybe I'll do it with you, and then he can just apply this the words. Sweet. We'll be vi you'll vicariously. Okay, okay I get it. We yeah, we're gonna vicariously right. cure him through you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so. Well, you can just do it at the same time. I'm going to do it generally and then kind of do it at the same time. Maybe, Brian, do you have an experience that's kind of popped in your I head? Really, you that's what I've been trying to think of this whole time. Like, I am, I feel like I'm such a, ah, shake it off, you know, whatever, mind over matter. I don't mind, so you don't matter kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't, I don't feel like a whole grudges. Tina's the queen of grudges, man. Holy cow. <laughs> She's, uh, but uh, no, me, I, I feel like I'm, I'm okay in this, so I will. All right, will here we go. You can just you can observe. observe. Yes, think, exactly. Oh, what's it like to be mortal? <laughs> That's what you can do. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So you take you take this scenario, and this is semi dangerous to do, everyone. So just everyone relax. Okay, but you're you're going to sort of go back to the scene. Okay. So and and this is what's tricky is here you are living your whole life all these years later, and somehow it still pops up. This is what you got to get curious about. When does it pop up, right? So the next time you think about that coach and that embarrassment, you know, you just sort of stop and think. Like right now, Scott remembered the story because we brought up another person's story that has a similar pain point with sports, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that would be a really obvious answer. Oh, that's why I'm thinking of it. But if you're just driving and it pops in your head, just take a moment and get really curious. Like, huh, what is happening right now that my brain would be like, do you remember that humiliation? Mm. Because 
every single time it is for, and I can guarantee this, you may not believe me, but every time it's for your protection. Okay. Interesting. But that part of you is young. It's been around since you were 13. Have you been around a 13 year old recently? I have. (laughs) I needed to take a shower after I was like, oh my God. (laughs) They're just, they're just in a a hard place. Right. And so a 13 year old's take on anything would be hard to have interrupt your day. (laughs) Okay. So you're, you're in your car, it pops in your head. And it's like, remember that humiliation. Mm. It's a, it's a form of protection. So then you could, if you can back up a little bit and just be curious, like, is there humiliation being threatened in my life right now? If I look around, is this thing at work tripping a little, some of these old buttons, right? Mm. Is this in a relationship of mine? Um, Maybe it's your witnessing, you witness some public shaming. Maybe you're on Twitter. That'll do it, mm-hmm. right? Like you're just finding, just getting curious at finding why this would sort of pop up right now and just be a little bit curious about it. So Scott, yours seems pretty obvious, but yeah. you know, when this pops in your head here or there, have you ever noticed that? That it may be a, maybe, a, and it doesn't even have to be that you are being shamed or humiliated. It might be just you're feeling vulnerable. I mean, I have so few memories of that age. And this is one that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I have uh, uh, nothing but good things to say about my childhood in terms of, you know, my parents and, and my siblings and all of that. It's just there's a couple of things that stick out and w- this is one of them. And it always comes up like it just is always there. If I hear about anything where someone just says, oh, they, you know, they got treated bad. Or if I see a movie where, you know, it's the Mighty Ducks or something and one of the kids is. Is being teased or something. I go, yeah, freaking that guy, dude. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. about him all the time. Um, I don't, right. I don't obsess about it, but I definitely, it definitely comes up and it's such a vivid moment. I know we were in Murray park. We were, I knew, I know what park benches we were at while this was happening. If I was to drive over there today, I could tell you right where it was. Like that's a weird amount of memory for a thing. Wow. Well, no and, and it's not weird at all because that is what trauma does. Trauma yeah. memorizes the smell, the color, the season, the bench, the location, this time of year, the color of someone's eyes, the smell of someone's whatever. Um, because <laughs> it has to remember yeah. exactly what never to have happen again. Right. Right. That's yeah. its protective response is that. Yeah. That's, so, that makes sense to me because I do feel like I, I don't know. I like, it's hard to explain i put on like this some weird mental armor that day yeah and um, even though you know i had my brother jump in and try to defend me i I didn't forget that either that's a very vivid part of this um i think he may not know this but i think part of the reason i am quick to jump to defend uh especially kids when they are in trouble or someone's giving them crap or something i part of it's that yeah. I was like, yeah. well, no one else did this sure. except so this one sense. guy. Yeah. And if my brother so wasn't there, would I have, would anyone have said anything? No. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, okay. Think about that for a minute. That protective response around you is first what develops, right? There's a protective something that occurs in you. And then throughout your life, that same part of you that protect is going to protect you gets triggered and then protects others, right? Yeah. Yeah. So can we see that as a bad thing? I mean, it's a really good thing. It feels like a good outcome from a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, I could have gone different ways. And this is where, this way you want to have your therapist help you with these kind of things is that 
all that good protection and making sure kids are safe and standing up to bullies and all that good, good stuff that came from that traumatic moment yeah. doesn't magically just go away if you can all at the same. Well, OK, that's just kind of who you are. That's how you've developed. But then you can do something actually about the original painful memory. Right. Which is new. We used to sort of see like, you know, folks would come home from war and be traumatized. And I mean, this has existed throughout time where we didn't know what to do with it. And we've learned and learned and learned and learned how to, to treat trauma. And we are way better, way better than we were even 10 years ago. Um, and so there, there is something you can do around, around the original trauma and not necessarily lose all the good that came from that protection. Hmm. The problem with this where trauma gets us in trouble is when we have trauma and we develop these strategies to protect ourselves or repeated trauma is the worst version of this. These strategies are developed as children, right? And then those strategies carried throughout a lifetime can be really detrimental to your development as a, as a human. So you imagine every person is now a threat because you were mistreated and then you go through life with everyone as a threat and then how they respond to you is feels threat, you know, and it's just this vicious cycle where you're just trapped in um, the effects of a trauma. So right, right. we've had to learn how to treat that trauma um, in order to free people to live their actual lives. So it is a big deal. And and though we may say, oh, it's those stupid coaches. This is this great example of how even a small thing, theoretically a small thing, has such an impact. And that's why here our emailers are like, I am 47. Can I be done so what I would like him to do, and Scott, you can do this similar, yeah. uh, similar thing, is when it pops up the next time. Yeah. So there's two levels of thinking. One is the, the sort of analytical version of just like look around and see if you're feeling particularly vulnerable in any place. And what you'll find is when you start to see like, oh, yeah, I am getting reviewed at work and it is a committee that is going to be reviewing my work. You'll go, oh, that makes sense that this part of me that protects me from public humiliation is getting um, a little antsy, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes even just that acknowledgement can really cause that to, to ease up, okay? Mm -hmm. But then the second part of that is more about how you want to treat the child that went through that. So Mark defended you and, you know, a part of you had to protect yourself from then on, okay? Right. Those are kind of the two protectors that happened at nine. Now, what happens if you as an adult now... Mm -hmm could travel back to be with that nine-year-old? Oh, what would I do? That's a really great Well, here's question. the thing. You can think all through this, but really you have to have someone like walk you through it. But uh, let's just do the thinking first. So now just imagine, well, let's just do this. You're a very visual dude in your head. How about you close your eyes? Yeah. And I want to see if you can just picture the scene. Okay, I can. Can you see your nine-year-old self? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with this. How do you feel towards that kid? A skinny little twerpy kid. Uh, <laughs> so you're see. a bully? Is that what you're saying? No, I just see, I saw myself as that. So I think that's what I see. I just see myself as um, a little too skinny, uh, you know, bad haircut, mom haircut <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, what else do I see? I okay. See. So now I want you to stop. I want you to stop. Those shorts are too short. I'm saying that part. They're too short. Okay. Okay. All right. So in your <laughs> okay. So what I want you to do is the part of you that is critical of that kid, right? Yeah. That he looks funny and it, you know, as you're describing him. I want you to try something here. Like, just ask that part of you to just relax for a second. 
like you get it. His hair was weird and he had short shorts, but just like, see if it can relax and step back so you can see the kid differently. Okay. Okay. Do you feel that? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So now with the critical part stepped back, how are you feeling towards that kid? Um, uh, more, more neutral, I guess, less, less embarrassed by him. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So any feelings of compassion or curiosity? Oh, for sure. Like if, because I know what the, if I could go back in time, this is the problem. Knowing that I know what had happened, I would probably want to go, I'd be some adult that would show up and punch the other coach before he could say anything. Okay. So hang on. (laughs) This is what we're going to do. So I want you, if you feel compassion for that kid, Mm -hmm. so I want you to do this in your head. Don't do it out loud. In your head, I want you to approach the kid and I want you to ask him what he needs from you. Does he need you to punch someone in the face? Does he need you to take him out of there? What does he need? Um, he needs to feel like he accurately or not, he needs to feel like he did a good job that season for that team. Okay. That's what he needs to feel like that. None of that was a waste of time or that somehow he thought he was doing good, but then turns out it wasn't like, that's how he feels. That's how he feels about the dude saying that. So you are an adult helping a nine year old boy understand how this works. So just take a second. Yeah. And I want you to hug him. I want you to tell him he's awesome. I want you to tell him that he is learning and he's a lot of fun. I mean, he's, he's my Peter running around. So I have nothing but love for that little kid. (laughs) Right. Just let him know it's okay. And that, that those adults made mistakes and it's not his fault. Just give it, give him, give him what you needed to hear then. All right. I give him that. Okay. Okay. And now, now what's he doing? How's he feeling? Uh, has he heard from the, co- did the coach say this stuff to him prior to me saying that? Like, in other words, has the exposure to the negative influence happened yet for him or not? Um, it's up to him to tell you. I don't know. Uh, all right. Assuming that the coach was a, a jerk. Uh, and I afterwards told him that. Yeah. He would have, that would have helped him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then do it. And I want you to like really do it. I know everyone's watching us do this. <laughs> Come All everyone. Eyes are All <laughs> eyes are but really, us. tell that kid everything he needs to hear. And and then when he feels it, when he feels safe and he feels loved and that he's okay. Yeah. I mean part of me would tell him, so this is the problem. I would say, that coach is a turd. You don't need to listen to that guy. He's a total butthole and his son is on the team he's a butthole too they're all buttholes so don't worry about these buttholes you're good i would tell him that just make sure he's okay like he's hearing you yeah okay and then ask him if he wants to leave does he want to go somewhere else oh he totally does okay so any place he wants to go real or imagined an arcade he wants an arcade and pizza awesome take him to an arcade give him pizza yeah and then we're gonna do one final thing i want you to ask him what burden he took on because of that event? What was that shield that had to go up or what was the burden he carried after that event? Well, assuming he could articulate such an answer. Um, well, check with him. He's the one that needs to tell us. You, you're guessing. So just listen to him. <laughs> I didn't want? know, but it was kind of a dope when I was 10. It doesn't um, matter. It's him. Uh, what burden did he take on? He, Ask him. 
he would say his burden was taking on the feeling that he was demonstrably bad at sports. Yeah. That would or be the not, burden. Not he, good enough. Not good enough to be a part of the, the team. Not good enough. And that he was, that he was easily laughed at. Yeah. That this was not funny enough, to people. He, yeah. And laughed at by people he thought were his little friends. Yes. So that is a huge burden for a young person to carry. Yeah. Okay? It's a lot. So I want you to ask him if he would like to release that burden. Oh yeah, he, he's like he's mouth's full of pizza, but he's nodding rapidly up and he's down. He's excited. Okay, so he gets to choose how he wants to release it. There's some fun ways he can throw it in a fire, or throw it in the wind, or bury it in the earth. Oh. Anything? What would he like to do? Um, I think he'd like to. <laughs> That's funny. I haven't really yeah. thought about this before. How what method I would like to do to this extinguish it? So fire sounds fun, but I think you would actually like to throw it from a very high place. Perfect. Okay, so take him to a very high place, and you and he together. Not the Grand Canyon. It. We learned earlier that you can't golf in there. Right. So yeah, no, 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 no Grand yeah. Canyon. Wherever you want. Yeah. Throw it. Throw it down into from a very high place. Just do it with him. Oh, fun. So this is like Letterman style stuff from the, like the 12th floor kind of idea. Right. <laughs> Dropping watermelons from the totally. top. Of the, yeah. yeah. I used to love that. Make, center. make sure he, like you're helping him and that he feels like he's having a really good time letting go of this. Okay. I mean, he is having a good time. To, yeah. This would be fun for him. Okay. Especially if that so thing then, was going to explode wildly at the bottom. Like Perfect. The, yeah. Perfect. And it's gone. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to just check. Is he feeling less burdened yes. after that? Yeah, yes. Okay. So ask him if there's anything else he wants to let go of. Any other burdens? Uh, no, not really. Okay. So now there's some space on his shoulders where he was carrying that burden. Yeah. Ask him. He can have any quality he wants. Anything he'd like to take in himself. Ask him Just what he would replace. like to have. Well, the obvious thing seems like suddenly I'm good at sports, but let's think of something else because I don't think that's really what I wanted. Um, so check with him. I am checking. See, this is hard because I don't know. I don't think I would So let me throw out some words. Courage. Yeah. yeah. Good enough. Liked. Probably. Safe. Um, probably actually the word safe is probably the one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. kind of like you're pouring water into a vase. I want you to just pour safety. Okay. Like you're just filling the kid up where he just feels safe. Liquid safety. Got it. Yeah. Just okay. feels really good. Okay. I'm doing yeah. it. Does he feel good? Yeah. He likes that. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we're going to do one last thing. He defines safety you- a little bit different though. Cause safety like. He doesn't think safety means, you know, oh, no one can ever hurt you or there's no, you know, there's big bars on the windows or any of that kind of safety. It's more like safety in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Hard to explain. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. Sweet. So now he's feeling pretty good. He's eating pizza. He's in the arcade. Yeah. Like he's good. So I want you to do something. I want you to invite the critic who was criticizing how he looked. Yeah. And then any other parts that have been defending him all this time. Yeah. So maybe they're, um, you know, the part that always has to defend all kids. Mm-hmm. You know, just any of the other parts that come. Maybe shame is another part that mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. It's like invite them 
to come see this kid. So they are seeing him in his element, totally carefree, happy. They don't know dad owns a bunch of arcade machines when they're in the house, right? They don't know that they can. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> they, they don't need to know anything. They just need to see that this kid is okay. Okay. Because those kids, they never liked me. They just liked those games in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Yeah, no. He's I using uh, you for Zaxxon. So can they see him? Can they see that he's okay? I love that Zaxxon's the one you use. That's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, they. I think he's better. Yeah, he's having a pretty good time, and they probably would have a better time. All right. So just see if they have anything they want to say. Are um, they good? Well, a couple of them I want to apologize for laughing when the coach said the thing he said. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them didn't even really notice it had happened. Like they weren't even aware of it. They were okay. distracted by their own hangups. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them's making a small sculpture using his earwax <laughs> on the table next to us. Yeah. Okay. So sure. you can just tell them all thank you for coming yeah. and that they don't need to, to work so hard to yeah. protect him because he's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so one last thing. I want you to give that kid a hug yeah. and say whatever he needs to hear as this he's totally safe and you, you're got his back and you're happy to help him in any way he ever needs. Just like you're the adult yeah. that is got his back and he's okay. Yeah. Okay. I would probably also tell him that it's not always going to go well. Like this is – you know, I would I'd reassure him that this is small and stuff. He, but hold would, on, hold on. Yeah. He's nine and he's permanently in an arcade. <laughs> he n- never has to do anything you're about to talk about. Well, so that's a different do- thing Yeah. altogether. Right. This kid is perpetually in joyful state of being as a nine-year-old. And he can be there forever. He never has to leave. He never has to go back to that baseball diamond. He can simply thrive where he is and be a nine-year-old forever. See, now that's funny because you said baseball diamond, which is a whole other simulation era in my, in my life. Cause when I was eight, we, we played T-ball. Clearly there's more. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it was soccer before, but yeah, no, I, I get your point. Okay. Soccer. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So that idea though, is he is nine and safe and happy doing things he loves and all the parts of you get to see that he's okay. Sure. Okay. All right. So now I want you to just, Really quick, sort of scan yourself and your. Just do you feel any different? Yeah, yeah, I do feel. I feel. Um, what about different? I don't know if that's the right word. I feel like that would have been a really nice thing to have at that mm-hmm. age. It would have been really nice for somebody to. Because mm-hmm. I think I kind of shut down about it. Other than Mark jumping in, I didn't talk to mom or dad about it, or right. at least I don't remember. Maybe Mark brought it up. Maybe went home and he said something. I don't know. Well, and and let's take the, we'll go back to the emailer for a moment. There is, um, what what I just walked you through is essentially this concept of reparenting yourself. Right. Um, There was not a safe adult. Mark was the closest thing, but there was no processing with you that ever happened, right? No. Um, and, And so there are many moments in people's lives where they were not given what they needed as children. And sometimes it can be like this side of a story all the way to very serious, serious things. Um, and that child is stuck in there. And so there's the, so you might maybe have heard this concept before, but I just, without even planning to walked you through a basic form of it, of sort of how to um, 
go in with compassion and help a very young part of yourself leave that painful place. What do you do with um, people that maybe don't have the imagination for, you know, it's just yes. hard for them to visualize it. How do you handle yes, that? Yes, like me who has no imagination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It is not necessary to be able to visualize everything. However, it is so much more fun when you can because, um, well, for me to listen to because I, cause I can't do it. So it amazes me. But yeah, it is. it can be very helpful. So you take this guy like, you know, did, he probably can conjure up that exact experience. Often we can. Um, but like for me, it's more of a, a body sensation or just like I can work through something. It's not very visual. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's still, it still works the same. Is it weird that um, I can kind of smell pizza and I can sort of hear ambient, the ambience of an arcade uh, as no, we talk? No, not weird at all. I even have not at the at handy, all. I have this. This is exactly what I'm hearing in my head. This sound. Yeah. <laughs> like just a big arcade. That up at any, yeah. Big you arcade. You just had it ready. Yeah. And there's pizza coming. And you just I wanna, put a microphone to your head and uh, that's what we're hearing. Yeah. That's basically it. It's weird. I actually do kind of have sensory. I I can yeah. I can put myself there in a very Nothing very real way. At all. It's a yeah, weird it's, amalgamation it's though. Cool. Like it's like every arcade I've ever been to all in one or, or you know. It's it's Chuck E. Cheese and Pizza Hut and Yeah. And it's st- it's, stupid it's, pictures you're of root beer. The 80s clearly. Yeah. Um <laughs> yep. Okay, so I I I just want to say this last thing to the emailer. Like if you're hearing this and going, "What?" You just don't usually do these things by yourself. And Scott is also publicly doing a thing. I did not get him to sign a consent form to do. No, I don't (laughs) don't care. So please know it's way more effective and helpful for you to to have someone help you through some of these things. You may say, well, that's weird. I don't want to go through all that effort to just let go of this memory, which I should just forget. But somehow I'm not. Just trust that if it keeps coming back, there is a reason and it needs help to stop doing it usually. Yeah. So this is most of my job is to help people find those places that get stuck and help them free that up. And it's usually because there's lots of parts of you just trying to protect a very young part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so there you go. I like is it. Is that too much? That might have no, been too much. I don't know. I don't think so. I, th- I hope <laughs> this says this. Yeah. I didn't. Well, uh, the it, it's the real test is yeah. for the next six months, what happens when... Something, you see a kid not doing well. Is it triggering the same way? You can still go help the kid and defend them, but are you having such anger reaction? You know what I mean? You start to shift when this work happens. Right. A lot of my clients will just stop having, you know, they almost forget that they used to get like violently ill or angry about certain things or, you know, it just, it shifts. The whole system calms down. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if you notice any difference. Yeah, I'm curious too, because that's uh, what I didn't expect. I didn't even think about it when I pulled the email. I thought, oh, this is an interesting case. We'll talk about this guy and, and whatever. But I had, I'd forgotten in, in that moment, I'd forgotten that I had a very parallel own. experience yeah. to this. And it really, really yeah. it didn't really click with me until we started talking about it. But um, that feeling and you of did, like. You did mention that story last week. I did. Yeah. I knew I did it recently. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember how long ago it was, but I, I brought that up before. And it's come up, yeah. I think it's come up multiple times in this segment over the Your dreams 12 years. That you t- yeah, yeah, maybe my it's dreams. Just a hint. Maybe my dreams will chill out now. You know, yeah, that's because of the, the sleeping. Chicken was a baby. <laughs> the chicken was a baby the whole time. All right. Well, uh, as always, uh, insightful stuff. Hope everybody at home got something out of that, and I know that this listener uh, probably did. I know I did. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll do it again next time, uh, Wendy. Uh, we're hurtling towards Thanksgiving. Um, yes, hurtling. Yeah. Uh, how's that going there? Everyone's good. <laughs> 
Good. <laughs> we could just say goodbye. And we could just say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, realsteps.org, everybody. Go read about it. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> we could just say goodbye. We could just say goodbye. That's you know like what? That's going to be, that's a book title. We could it, just say it, goodbye. I think right? we do need to isolate that out as a clip. We could just say goodbye. <laughs> That was tell, pretty funny. Tell them where they can find you. Ah, we could just say goodbye. We could just say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to do the podcast thing where there's always like a you know right, special exactly. thing. Where can people. people find you online? Oh, yeah. I hate we that. Just say goodbye. I yeah. hate it, but I do it. Yeah, you and I both. Ugh, I hate it, but I do it. Maybe we're supposed not- to do it. I don't know. Are we supposed to? What does ANTP say? Brian, you're the CEO of all things we, uh, America's yeah, Top Podcast. Yeah, because the judges do say, oh, you do that same thing at the end. Tell people where they can find you. Because um, we've come up with other creative ways to do it, right? Like, hey, tell me about a tweet that you're really proud of recently or something you post online that you're really proud of. It's like, oh, well, yeah, if you go to my Facebook page, you can see this piece of artwork that I did. I do like You know, that, it's like yeah. you direct them to something that's not just find me online at at. I feel like here's the new way to, here's a good way to say it. It's kind of the NPR method, but you say, you get to the end of the interview, you've had. Like the another one, a great question toward the end, which is like, so do you think your mom was responsible? Blah, 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 and they go, blah, 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 I'll tell you your answer. And then you say, the book is such and such. It's by so-and-so, my guest. Oh, sure. Uh, go check it out on Amazon. Thanks so much for being here. You end the interview. That's right. It's the it's the David Lebanon. We'll be right back with Arcade Fire. Yeah, with Arcade <laughs> <Before>. Fire, Paul. <laughs> The book is called We Could Just Say Goodbye. We'll be right back with Arcade Fire just right after this. Wendy Johnson, or sorry, Wendy Dunford and her New York Times bestselling novel, We Could Just Say Goodbye. goodbye. That's amazing. All right, we're going to get out of here. Before we do, quickly, I'll do a text. We got one more of these. 801-471-0462 is where you can send your text for this or any show on the network. This is from David. Uh, You're not at all a creepy stalker is his name. No, 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 he's not. He's not saying you're not at all a creepy stalker. He's saying that he's not your yeah, like David, stalker. not at all a creepy stalker. Basically, yes, right. Yes. He says, uh, "Dear Seth and Bendu, Sith and Bendu, who's Bendu?" In I don't know. I knew what like, Sith Siths are, but Sith is easy. But Bendu, Bendu is that a thing we should know? Anyway, well, he says, "I think or maybe it's part of what he's going to recommend." Oh, it's here. the one in the middle between uh, Jedi and Sith. Oh, Bendu, <laughs> Bendu, like. Uh, it sounds like That's bongu, which is Korean for fart. So I'm going to assume it means <laughs> fart. It's Star Wars for fart, everybody. He says, yeah. I think a cool Star Wars period to cover would be the origins of the Jedi Order. There is a Marvel comic series that goes over it, and it's a very interesting story. All sorts of fantastic lore about even more ancient civilizations and how stuff like lightsabers were originally powered by channeling dark side force energy. Uh, dark side force energy is a weird sentence. Uh, anyway, so no good Dark guys. Side force energy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so no good guys uh, had them when they first started uh, seeing use. Anyway, David, not at all your creepy stalker. That's interesting. David. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, and it's called. What's it called? Uh, didn't give us the uh, name. Doesn't say the origins of the Jedi Order. Maybe Did that it? is where Bendu came from. Does anyone know the title of that comic series? Because I that'd be fun to dive into. I'd read that. Uh, no one in the chat knows yet. We'll find to out. See, yeah, looking to see if it's on that page. That I haven't gotten uh, any of this stuff since Marvel bought them and started publishing them again. And they left Dark Horse, so I no, I, I haven't either. I don't know that they. I'm sure they're fine. I just haven't gotten into it. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
Claire, what was the question? <laughs> Just you, repeat the last thing that we said back to you, Claire. That's right. Can you tell me the question? I didn't hear it the first what time. What was the question? Here, how do I get back? Listen, I'm, all I've got here is this potato. All right. Uh, I got some stuff going on today and the rest of the weekend. So here are the shows you're going to want to tune into. Coverville today at one. What are you doing today? That's right. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Uh, Peter Noon is uh, turning some some monumental age. How old is Peter Noon going to be? Peter Noon. Help help me and others. Peter Noon. Who's this guy? I don't know. Who I'm going to tell you. 75. Peter Noon is turning 75 this weekend. He is the lead singer of a band called Herman's Hermits. This was one of the bands that uh, was part of the big British invasion. And uh, everyone always thinks about the Beatles. They forget about Herman's Hermits, the Dave Clark Five, some of these other great bands that that came out uh, during that. By the way, Peter Noon's full name: Peter Blair Dennis Bernard Noon. Oh my lord! All those names. Wow, that's a lot Turning of names. Seventy-five, yeah. uh, lead singer of uh, Herman's Hermits. Of course, songs like uh, "Mrs. Brown," "You've Got a Lovely Daughter," "I'm Henry the Eighth, I Am," "I'm Into Something Good," "Can You Feel My Heartbeat." There's so many. Uh, great Herman's Hermit songs that some of which were originally by them, some of which were not. Um, yeah, so so there you go. Uh, anyway, that's going to be coming up today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. You can hear covers by uh, folks like the Stool Pigeons, the Bo Brummels, and even the former lead singer of UB40, Allie Campbell. Right there, twitch.tv slash Coverville. And of course, I'll be playing some Marvel Snap during the whole damn thing. Marvel Snap! Um, also, Core tonight at 5 p.m. Check it out. We're having a big yeah. show about all kinds of stuff. Is that PlayStation VR 2 too expensive? Well, tune in and find out what we have yes. to say. I mean, uh, we'll tune in and find out. The answer is probably too much. Well, yeah, yeah it depends on the games. It's all about the games. And not being backwards compatible with previous games <sighs> is a bummer. That's a bummer. Anyway, we'll talk about all that tonight at five and uh, more and more of that. There's lots of core tonight, so right. check in. Uh, couch party on Friday at 3 p.m. here Mountain Time, so be here for that. Right. We still don't know what we're watching, but Brian and I will pick something good in the next uh, 24 hours. Don't worry. Darn right, we will. Uh, don't know what uh, there will be. be and prior to that, there will be a uh, Guess the Connection. Got some new prizes to give away. So uh, You so do that right before that, right? At like two or something? Or? I do it too. Yeah, okay. so two that we got half an hour uh, downtime between and then uh, yeah the thing I'm giving away is I don't... nobody won it last time this really cool Wolverine snicked t-shirt oh look at that that's uh, Alex Ross isn't it uh, you know what? It looks like it. Now that you say that, yeah, it does look. Pretty like sure that, that is. That's a, his work's always great. And then the alien minifig of Queen takes Bishop. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yep. The art's a little weird, but so, I like it. It is a little weird, yeah. Yeah, it's but, like an uh, AI made it <laughs> or the something. Toy, yes, exactly. The actual toy looks a lot better than the uh, the artwork on the side yeah. of the box. We are doing True Lies this weekend for Film Sack, so uh, yes. do check that episode out. That'll be on Saturday, and uh, that's currently streaming on HBO Max, I believe. Um, man, most of our movies come from HBO now. It's just the way it is. I think that's right. I saw Amazon Prime recently in was our it, list. Was it Prime? It was like we were moving away. I'm looking right now to see where True Lies is. It's uh, currently airing on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. It is Hulu. Actually, Hulu's been doing really well uh, for me as well for stuff I want to watch. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, 1994 called and they want their movie back. It's True Lies happening. It's funny. I know that year without even thinking about it. Is that 20, yeah. Is it 94? Let's look. It is 1994. 
I don't know what my deal is with that. Brian, couldn't I take that skill and turn it into something useful? Like, not, not, nope. There's nothing, right? I can't convert it. Shit. There's nothing. It's an absolutely useless skill. Sorry. I go back in time and talk to that kid in the arcade. I'm going to tell him all about how he can. Tell him, don't worry about years. Focus on something that's a little (laughs) bit more uh, career path friendly. (laughs) Yeah. Numbers that go in your bank account, not in your head. How about that? Exactly. All right. Uh, that's it for that. Uh, big weekend of content. So check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS. If you'd like to support our show, we are in the midst of a brand new month and it's a perfect time to join up for our monthly Patreon. We uh, we do a lot of content for very little. And even if it's just to say, hey, thanks, here's a dollar. We'll take it. Dollar a month. Nothing's cheap as that. And we are not good at, at uh, inflation around here. So uh, no, no, not there's no, nothing has jumped or doubled. You can just go to get it uh, for what you always paid. Patreon.com slash TMS. You'll never get a commercial. You get couch parties on the weekend. You get the art in the mail. You get the pre-show content every day and other monthly benefits. It will benefit you by going to Patreon.com slash TMS. If you're looking for anything else, including that, you can find it at FrogPants.com slash TMS. And now, Brian will present a brand new song that isn't new at all. It'll probably be a cover and a request. <laughs> this is actually relatively new. I think it came out, uh, let me see, how long ago did this come out? This come out, I mean, it must have been this year or last, no, it was this year. Um, all right, Matthew wrote in and said, hey, Stylus and Bowden Tube. Those are uh, 3D printing uh, deals. Well, Bowden Tube. I guess you're a Stylus. I'm Bowden Tube. There we go. Oh, so you that draw, makes I 3D print. There you go. By the way, uh, Colorado Tadpoolers, uh, if you're looking for a Whitbox printer, I'm thinking I'm going to sell mine. Anyway. Uh, cheap. Cheap. <laughs> cheap. <laughs> this Saturday the 5th will be my last day working for my first job, a job that I got 15 years ago. There have been a lot of ups and downs over the years, but I'm really finally ready to move on to a new field and a new challenge. My request sums up my feelings and thoughts over the past few years of being stuck in in a rut in my mid-30s. Hopefully, it can inspire fellow listeners and let them know that it's never too late to start on a new path. Love the show, though. Matthew. Well, yes, absolutely. Uh uh, this is a great song too. This is a really, really good choice, and um, and it it should be also a reminder that if you have not yet watched Tick Tick Boom, the uh, film that's kind of a, a pseudo autobiographical um, film about Jonathan Larson, the guy who wrote Rent, uh, it's just amazing. It's still on Netflix. Go watch it. Tick Tick Boom, and Andrew Garfield is absolutely brilliant in it. Oh, that's right. I was trying to remember which movie this is. You raved about this last year. I raved about yeah. this and I will continue to rave about it because it's so good. If you like if you like Encanto, if you like Rent, if you like the, those those kinds of um uh Lynn Manuel Miranda style, mm. Jonathan Larson style musicals, this is um uh so good. And this was Lynn Manuel Miranda's directorial debut. So you need to watch this if you haven't yet. That's great. I need to. Uh, all right. So this is a cover of a song from that. It's called 30 slash 90, 30, 90, uh, all about uh, having birthdays and just wanting to run away. Uh, this cover is by Sapphire, not based on the novel Push. By, <laughs> by Sapphire. Uh, by Sapphire. <laughs> Completely different Sapphire. Yeah. Here is the single. came out this year, 30, 90 by Sapphire. All right, we'll see you guys on Monday for a regular show, and do tune in for all our extra stuff this week. All right? We'll see you then. Stop the clock. 
take time out Time to regroup before you lose the bout Freeze the frame Getting shorter, lines on your face are getting longer. Feel like you're treading water, but the riptide's getting stronger. Don't panic, don't jump ship, can't fight it like taxes. At least it happens only once in your life. They're singing happy birthday you just want to lay down and cry not just another birthday it's 3090 why can't you stay 29 hell you still feel like you're 22 turn 30 1990 bang you're dead what can you do what can you do what can you do what can you do clear the runway make another pass try one more approach before you're out of gas friends are getting fatter hairs on your head are getting thinner feel like a cleaner better on a team that ain't a winner don't freak out don't strike out can't fight it like city hall at least you're not alone your friends are there too they're singing happy birthday you just wish you could run away who cares about a birthday but 3090 hey can you be optimistic you're no longer the ingenue turn 30 boom you passe what can you do This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I owned it again, yeah.